Welcome to the podcast, Eye for Talent, the show where we've got an eye for talent. I'm your host, Dylan, aka DJ Serial Sauce. I'm a YouTube content creator, Twitch streamer, producer, sort of part-time voice actor, sort of part-time, uh, what's the word that I was thinking of? Entertainer? Freelance writer. Entertainer, freelance writer, a bunch of things. I would call myself a general internet funny man. I think that might be the thing I could put to the end of that. Uh, but this isn't about me. This is about the great uh, Zach Pearson. He is um, what I can describe as a critic in the realms of comedy and pop culture. And he has described himself as basically a permanent student, which for my money basically means he just didn't want to go through all the student debt to keep pursuing attaining knowledge. And uh, and I respect <laughs> that. Uh, you, you go to college? Yeah, I went to... Ooh. Uh, four or five college i didn't have to pay for a lot of them but i also didn't get a degree in most of them but to be fair i got like a dozen certifications so it technically paid off no pun intended (laughs) i suppose that would probably be the best way that that could go is because your certifications can take you farther than uh than a degree can yeah it can take you equal and it or it could take you further but also you know i think the real thing people need to remember not to cut you off is just that Every avenue needs to be respected. Yes, somebody was able to pay for the best education that money could buy because the parents were da- mommy and daddy warbucks. And then there's some people who are just envious and jealous. And even though they're going through it the hard way, they just can't be supportive. And in the end, they hurt themselves because guess what? You're going to see those guys later down the line. They're going to run the business that you want to work for or they're going to be starting the business that you wish you could have made. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm all for respecting any route that anybody takes for the pursuit of higher education, whether it be through, you know, like you said, going to a potentially very expensive college versus going to a trade school versus um, being a person who is very diligent with the way that they decide to um, examine and learn new things about anything. Um, I have to be careful when I use those kinds of words because then it gets into the like the do your own research, but that is a term that has kind of been dirty. Yeah, it's up becoming by a dirty word, want, much you know. like critical thinker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, I, I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're not like swimming in debt or anything, and uh, hopefully those certifications have done some good work for you, or at least a couple of them. <laughs> I'm a middle class man who lives in uh, uh, North America. Of course, I have debt. However, I don't have enough <laughs> to the point where they're going to put me in jail or garnish my wages, so I'd like to think I'm doing okay. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly probably doing better than a lot of other people. I don't mean to speak on the financial status of a lot of them, but, you know, college is expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my passive income pays for my apartment, but my apartment is the size of a fucking shoebox, but that's something I don't have to worry about. But obviously, yeah. because it's so small, I obviously, you know, am in always I'm looking for some form of revenue or avenue, no pun intended, to make sure you know this isn't where i'm at when i'm like 90 or something Um, yeah absolutely i would like to give a small introduction about the things that i do but i mean with the exception of twitch i literally do everything you just said it's just not heavily advertised because i want my first written project which i'm on episode three now and i got a million dollar studio that i recorded in it's an audio dramedy which very rare by the way um (laughs) It's not, it might, it's probably going to debut before the end of the year. It might even debut before the end of October. Um, But yeah, I'm legitimately doing everything you just said, minus Twitch. (laughs) I don't trust Twitch and I don't respect Twitch and I never did. And that was before I found out that one of the biggest douchebags in the company was somebody I knew personally was a douchebag before, you know, Twitch even popped off. That's, that's tough. I didn't, I didn't know about all that. Now you got me rethinking, you got me second guessing my, uh. 
Listen, my, on my Twitch notes. Do. Everything that you heard about <laughs> Twitch is true and simultaneously not true. They want to have this public image or persona much like Nintendo. But much like Nintendo, their public image and persona is BS and many, many people know it. Because first and foremost, uh, Twitch has always showed favoritism, especially if you're a high earner. However, they take more money than a lot of other places because they feel they can get away with it because where else are you going to go? But now, because, you know, Kick and Rumble exists, mind you, they're shady, but a different kind of shady. They're shady by uh, indirect uh, approximation, not because they have internal BS going on. Um, you know, they're starting to become a lot nicer, but they still play favorites. Don't get me wrong. The people they play favorites with, if they aren't someone who is has a pretty face and doesn't have a penis are usually, you know, decent human beings and, you know, decent people. And then other times it's like they'll go after someone then they don't even have an explanation of what they did. So, Ooh. and yeah, and Twitch bands are not automated. So I look at them like they are the definition of playing Russian roulette. There are people who make millions off of Twitch and just being around that stuff. I'm not a fan of him, but Aiden Ross, but Aiden Ross at the same time has been banned on and off close to a double digit number of times. Somebody's not paying the fuck attention. Yeah, somebody somebody's like falling asleep at the job and they keep accidentally quote unquote hitting the unbanned button and we don't know how it keeps happening. Yeah. So That's, um oof. uh also, you know, one of my longtime associates, I've memory serves literally the first guest I had when I started doing this. Uh, I brought Officer along because if there's anybody else who can correlate, you know, my we are Legion status. It's more than likely him. I know there's been a lot of assumptions, not with you, but with the people I've talked to, because for some reason, despite me having 16 grand in subs, most of the people who comment are people I know. So they'll hit me up on everything but fucking Spotify and YouTube. They will text me questions and shit. A lot of people think <laughs> that I'm just one person who can do multiple voices and occasionally I get a woman on the show. No, no. We are different people. I can definitely confirm that. Also, hey there, I'm the officer. How did you attain that title? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, how did I get that title? If um, you don't say most... it, I will. I was just about to say, it. it Zach's here just kind of gave it to me and it stuck. No, oh, wow. Yeah, tell half the story. He got that <laughs> name. You can tell the rest. Because his last name is literally Cops. And it's also hilarious because his fucking dad is a retired cop. So his dad was Officer Cop. Literally the first day I added him on Facebook, I was like, oh shit, it's the cops. Run. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps that's, on giving. Yeah. It's Jesus, the gift that keeps yeah, on giving. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, uh, what questions you got for me today? Um, actually, honestly, before we fully jump into all the questions, I know that, that you wanted to give like a more formal introduction for yourself. You you clarified that like you do a lot of things, most of the things that I do. But if you wanted to give a formal introduction, the floor okay, is well, yours. Well, I guess I'll go a little bit more technical, but I'm still going to be abridging things. Um, all right. <laughs> so I am a writer. Uh, I technically have been writing comedy or stand up material uh, since I was like 16 or 17. We had a whole episode about it. Basically, nobody was asking for my ID. People was assuming I was 21 and shit. So I was going on stages and performing and people didn't know it. Um, I can't really give up the locations that I went to, 
primarily because one, I don't know if they even exist anymore or two, if they do exist, they're going to be in deep shit. Cause as we all know, you can't be serving alcohol with kids in a, in any place that is considered a bar or alcohol, alcohol licensed, unless it's a restaurant. Um, so I don't know the full legality. So I'll leave out a lot of names, but one of my friend's <laughs> dads was very, very, very happy to have me do what I did on a total fucking accident. Um, Obviously, you know, when the world got cooties, things got a little bit harder. I actually had got an agent, which I know it sounds dumb, but I literally didn't think I was good enough to even have an agent want to represent me, despite never being booed off a stage ever the like short amount of years I was doing it up to that point. Um, and then the world got cooties. She said, don't worry, this will blow over. Hey, I got some stuff really cool lined up for you. I'm going to need you to come to California for two months. Then you can come back. Don't worry. None of this COVID stuff is going to be real. This is when we were hearing it from Trump's mouth, by the way. So it was, Ooh. you know, people weren't sure if this was actually a real thing. So she was so on well, vacation. We all know what happened. Yeah, she was in vacation. <laughs> she vacationed in Italy during this time, right when it, you know, lockdowns were happening over there. And to my knowledge, me and any of our other clients, we've not heard from her again or know where she is. So I don't know if you're going to hear this, Lisa. I sincerely doubt it. But, you know, if you're alive, I would like to know it. <laughs> uh, laughing, but very serious. Also, yeah, that, yeah. yeah um, so I got off of that for a time and I it had to go somewhere, which led to kind of sort of the birth of the podcast, because I know no matter what thing is annoying me and pissing me off. My brain is going to almost auto convert it into a funny limerick or statement or pun or something. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's to calm myself down or sometimes it's just a natural instinct. I grew up watching Spider-Man. What can I say? So um, that's what led to me trying to do things in the realm of recorded funny, not just stage funny. So eventually through transit properties and actually knowing some decent actor people, I ran into Gravity Studios manager, a guy by the name of Ramsey Valentine. Shout out to Ramsey, by the way, you stubby motherfucker. Love you to death. Five <laughs> foot four. Um, so he actually has 24-7, 365 access to Gravity Studios, and he's literally the guy who opens the door in the morning. So, you know, I got to get to know him. We tried to work a deal out to get licensing for a book series that was getting very popular in the fantasy realm uh, by a guy named J.V. Hillard. And for lack of a better term, he straight up stiffed us and tried to backstab us. Oof, it's fucked up. Despite me delivering on everything I told him I could do. Hey, you want this to be turned into an audio drama? Boom, here's Ramsey. We can get all of that done. Here's where it's going to be done. It's a million dollar recording facility. We're not just some kids doing this shit in our basement. Also, we're fucking, we're not in our 20s. We're not some guys who just want to make or break it. We already got in or we're, or we, some one of us already got in and the other just wants to, you know, get their foot in a new branch and avenue for writing, right? So... That didn't pan out despite, you know, even possibly getting them silent investors. But, you know, the homies are the homies. So they was like, hey, if he trying to, you know, do stuff to you, I'm going to drop him. And me getting fed up because at this point, this is like the, I don't know, eighth or ninth time I was able to deliver for someone, told them I can get them something or do something for them that they themselves wanted to get done. From audio drama to comic book adaptation to game production, if you can, if you want to get one of those three categories done... I can do it for you. And it's not going to cost you an arm, a leg, a ball sack, and a hundred million dollars. So Oof, on the ball sack. Yeah. 
So <laughs> we just decided, you know what? Let's try to get licenses ourselves. Let's be independent or let's be a business that is independent instead of just praying someone will listen to us or remember to check their emails. And so far, we've been able to actually get, you know, have talks with licensing companies or rep licensing representatives. However, you know, that's not something concrete. But on top of that, we also have our own independent stuff that we can do directly from Gravity. And that's what's going to come out in October. We really need to have a name for it. But for the time being, it's just called Project Gravity. And it's basically a sci-fi comedy. It's basically D&D, &D, but in the year, we'll say six or uh, 8,000, if memory serves. The characters are basically playing high-tech D&D &D for the year 8,000. And <laughs> comedy ensues because... They haven't seen each other since, you know, high school ended. And we are going out of our way to try to channel that community. If you've seen that show, we're trying to channel the vibes from when the specifically the episode where they were pretending to play D&D, &D, those two episodes, and also the vibe of whenever they're in the, the library study. And so far, I've teamed up with a writer who's got a professorial degree, a master's degree, and a fucking bachelor's degree. The definition of a Swiss army knife. And... So far, it's been fun to produce. And uh, honestly, the only thing that's stopping me from having episode one able to be published and be distributed is like 160 or 170 bucks. So believe me when I tell you, more than likely, it can come out in October. Um, but that's that's where the writing stuff went. As far as content, well, I've actually had video editing certification since I was like 15. Back when, you know, there wasn't really an age restriction on that. And this is one of the first times you could learn things online. However, if the place doesn't exist anymore, no one trusts certification. They go by your skill. And, you know, that's how I'm so good at what I do and why I can do it so easily. I've accumulated close to 18 years, literally, of video editing and software knowledge. I didn't just learn how to cut and paste and call it a day like most YouTubers do. In fact, YouTubers have commissioned me just to edit their shit or to make it more funny. Um... I fucking hate most of their NDAs, but yeah, and that's how that that's happened. As far as the gaming out. stuff, well, I had another business partner who I helped get damn near a million dollars so he can, you know, create our first game, which could lead into, you know, a franchise. He would be in charge of the company. He would get the biggest cut of the pie. I'm just the designer and director. Until he decided to go and take that money and go gambling and not fucking tell me till I was going to go fly to California to go and do a casting call. Yeah. Yeah, that's Christ, that's fucked up. Yeah, he's I, he's been on this podcast before too. Officer remembers him. Um Yep. If it makes you feel any better, the only reason that I haven't got more than the money I invested back into him is because I am about a flat literal one K away from finishing up the necessary court shit to basically Make sure he's in debt the rest of his fucking life. All that money he had, he literally did nothing that generated passive income. He either gambled or he bought a Chevy Malibu, which he was obsessed with, or he moved into a place that he had no business being in because even though he can afford it, there is no income generated. I I don't even what <laughs> that's I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it it it. Because these are things that I see happen, not like a lot, but they happen frequently enough where like I recognize that they exist. This is one of those situations where it's like I can't even begin to fathom this kind of thing because 
I haven't even come close to experiencing like one percent of the random of like random shit like this. It's like And now you see like, why definitely, I have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're you are like the prime demographic. There's a guy that I talk to who's like, What business do you have being twenty two with a podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I let other people talk so I don't have to pretend like I've been through life experience. You would be like perfect for filling that niche he's looking for. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like people have like I you bro, you have no idea. Almost all my friends ask me anytime I do a live stories episode, did that really happen? Did this really happen? I'm like, bro, you realize some of the people that are in these stories, they're the ones in the background you can hear talking, right? Like this isn't something that happened in a vacuum. This shit happened or it did happen, but I don't remember how it ended, but I'm going to tell you up to what I know. Like, yeah, exactly. like, can confirm a lot of it did indeed happen. Dude, you go to conventions, you go hear, see, or accidentally walk into some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. I promise you, you may not have life experience, but if you want to see how crazy things can get without going to college and get the college experience, go to a convention after 9 p.m. It's basically a frat or a fraternity party. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, really, one of the very few things that I can say is, like... My life is, it's not mundane. I think it's the way that I describe things to people, but I find like there are things that happen that are out of the ordinary that I I keep a mental note of, but they're not so insane that I would like tell a whole story about it. Because like last weekend I went to one of my buddy's shows and then when we were getting ready to leave, there was just a homeless guy just at the train station, just just pissing in his wheelchair. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And so like, that's, that's like the most extensive in terms of like weird shit that I've seen that isn't like, Oh, I just watched somebody get fucking T-boned or like have a dude get half of his car crushed. Cause he thought he could make a left turn into a semi truck, you know, like things like that. So, um, but I mean that Jesus Christ, that is, <laughs> you're, you're a power player. But you also have a lot of weird things that have unfortunately had to happen. I'm a power player like if I wasn't getting backstabbed, basically. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Like a, and it's like a, I'm one to two K away from being a power player. Like, Gotta say, as day as I question whether or not Zach's here is lucky or really unlucky. I'm, I'm leaning towards option B. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I get you there. Unlucky. My life is the definition with... of the uh, literal cock tease. <laughs> oh, oh, you you want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars? Oh, you want to retire before you even get to 40? Oh, well, all you got to do is this backstab. Oh, 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 this really, really hot supermodel looking girl or this goth emo girl who will dress up like a nun with some Tiggo Tifa Lockhart t- bitties will do anything and everything you want to her. Oh, wait, you don't live in the same state as her anymore. Oh, well, oh, man, there are six girls who want to smash you. Oh, damn. They heard about the dick surgery. They thought that you were in trouble, but now they're admitting that they wanted to smash. Damn, you can't do nothing for the next three or four months, not even get a date. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, well, that's basically my life. And also all of those things happened. I mean, well, yeah, based on what you've mentioned a little bit ago, yeah, sounds like all of these things have happened. I'm leaning towards more like you're unlucky, but you you are are so like you're like I will not let this fuck up my my life. And I think I'm gonna there's do everything just some like, invisible entity that I want revenge on, and I can't get revenge <laughs> on them until <laughs> I get success. 
However, I, I was born into a supportive family. Yes, my family's like everyone else's. They were backstabbers. They are assholes. We didn't actually have drug addicts, or at least we haven't had one in like 200-ish, 200-ish years. But Luck, um, a track record? Yeah, I actually do. My family's also been mixed race for close to 220 years, too. I actually know the plantation that my family came off of. Oh, damn. You're going deep. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm one of the few because a lot of people forget that the reason it's hard to track is because there's only one list that, that was found, or the most little list that were found, totaled 6,500 people. So... The you know, fact that, that I was one in a million or one in 6,500 who could actually, you know, trace their shit and family reunions explain this stuff is very, very rare. Um, yeah, that, oh, golly, that's, they just, I don't even. Yeah, they didn't keep any records back then. I mean, they, they, well, well, they wouldn't have a need to if you stop and think about it. You can't True. put slaves on the tax documents anymore. Um, you can't put them on the census anymore. Y- yes, they used to put us on the census. So there would legitimately be no purpose. Um, but, you know, it's, when it, it's that's the way life works. Some things we don't think have a value, and then all of a sudden we find out, oh, this shit's worth thousands. How many people bought the first Superman comic not knowing it would be worth millions? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much that. that's pretty much everything, you know? Um, I'm lucky enough to have a family that's able to support me. In fact, uh, my one of my oldest cousins love him to death, and he is genuinely... I don't think I met too many men I respect as much as him. Um, Alphonse, besides being an investment banker, he's actually trying to build up the concept of non-whites playing hockey. <laughs> so not only are his kids like almost in Division One for minors... But he also wants to potentially buy a rink or put a rink in the city, right? And if he puts the rink yeah. in the city, he's purposely is going to be funding his own, you know, peewee ice hockey team. I'm like, bro, you actually love this stuff. You know, I respect you for that. But then when I told him yeah. when I was, what I was trying to do, when we went to this really nice place called Arclight, um, he was like, hey, listen, there's a 99% chance you that Ramsey guy and the other guy you want to do this business stuff with that you guys can like get grants and loans to do this stuff. Not to mention you don't have to buy any equipment. You have literal millions of dollars and you have walls of guitars, a grand piano drums and almost 30 different musical web instruments. And plus a sound effect engineering person with 24, seven, three, six, five access to a million dollar studio. Yeah. You can do this by yourselves. You just really need to come up with a name and figure out who's going to do the paperwork. However, you know, no, no, this one doesn't end with any badness, but Ooh. that was a recent conversation. Like this happened two, three days ago. So oh. I don't know how long it's going to be until we get it all sorted out, but I'm pretty sure since I know the three people I'm working with aren't going to backstab me at a bare minimum, if things don't work out, it's because a meteor hit the studio. And at that point, you'd be like, all right, God, are you trying to fuck with me? Because, like, what is this? No, that's what I tell people. I was like, God likes trying to fuck me, but that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm straight. You're like, I'll I'll make the best of what I can. Yeah. It's, no, it, that's... I yeah. think that's a good mindset to have. Denzel, he doesn't like doing those long speeches, but when he got his, like, whatever lifetime achievement more, he said, I'll keep it simple. Fall seven times, get up eight, you know, and that's that stuck to me. And also Samuel L. Jackson, his shit. People forget. But Samuel L. Jackson's career 
didn't take off with coming to America. Samuel L. Jackson's career took off with Pulp Fiction, which was going to be his literal last movie before he filed for retirement. Now look at him. Isn't he in like his late seventies or something? Oh, or that, that? oh, that's sweet. Seventies. That that's cute. No, I rem- I remember having to look this. I up promise you, he's older than that for some reason. Uh, oh wait, and now it's time for British Google. Hey Google, American. How Google old says is Samuel Leroy Jackson? I. What does Google say? Let's see. How old is Samuel Leroy Jackson? 74 years old. Oh, he's not 80 yet. Yeah, okay. I'll be damned. Some mid-70s. Either way, still, in his mid-70s, that's fucking insane. He's This motherfucker yeah. is older than Bruce Willis, and he retired. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's like, I'm not, I ain't fucking around with y'all like that. Still think, so. no, this is, still think yeah. he looked like a bald version of my mama. Fucking love that guy. I, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I, that I gives you uh, an interesting image. I mean, yeah, that means if I get old and I shave my head, I'm going to go yell at young people and just tell them, shut the hell up. They won't get the reference. True <laughs> uh, enough. Uh, no, that whole that whole thing. It's uh, that one. I fully respect what you and uh, what you're doing and what your potential team of people is doing. I respect the whole thing that I'm hearing here. Uh, oh, yeah, and I and my game demo. Well, it, it definitely won't be done this year, but it'll probably be done early next year. Most of the character designs yeah. are done. Most of the dudes love the female character designs, despite me intentionally not making them sexy. But, well, I mean, what can you do? Yeah, <laughs> I respect all of that. I respect the conversation you had uh, with your cousin. And, you know, the most amount of impact of like the most amount of impact that this is going to have is when people listen to it. But but I always make references to episodes that I do with people. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest references that I'm going to make here is I'm going to be like, yeah, so there's this guy I interviewed. He's awesome. He does all these things. He was talking to his cousin and his cousin is trying to um essentially like normalize non-white people playing hockey because like i don't you would not expect a black investment banker to have a vested interest in minorities learning hockey in in non-canada north america you just wouldn't yeah that's what makes it kind of cool to me yeah it's literally just like getting more people because one it's probably getting more people into hockey in general Outside of the context of where it's played most, which is Canada and fucking uh, Minnesota. Yeah, there ain't there are really not. There's almost no high school hockey teams in the country. Like hockey teams basically start at the college level. But if you got somebody who's I don't know, they're in the middle of fucking Pennsylvania, and there are ice sports and ice training, where are they gonna fucking go if they're under you know eighteen? Also, how are they gonna practice even be good enough to get on the hockey teams in college? They don't. Exactly. They, unless, you know, that's just not, that's not possible. Yeah. So, <clears throat> no, it's a very admirable goal. I have absolutely no idea what the success rate for that kind of thing is, but I'm praying for a success. Well, to be fair, I don't think anyone does because I don't think anyone's actually attempted it <laughs> outside of him. <laughs> so, that's a good point. He's like, it's going like, to be a learning experience any... for everybody. All I know is the two people he gets trained up the most are my little cousins. I'm definitely going to be getting me some autographs. Yes, they will be on eBay. I'm not going to even bullshit, but I will keep something for myself. Give it like 20 years. If we get a Vina and Serena Williams, like hockey situation going on, I'm like, hey, guess what? I came first. I saw it coming. Yeah. It's like there's no odds for him to go up against because there's no odds in general. It's just like they are the innovators. 
I just love but, how people always mad at them. Not because they're successful. They're mad at them because they're successful and they're not fucking marshmallow color. Like, well, that's a stupid reason to hate someone's success. Like, like you let me suck. tell you something. There were, there, were, there were famous basketball players before Michael Jordan. There were many famous basketball players before Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. There were famous basketball players after Michael Jordan. Why do people get mad at Michael Jordan so much? Oh, because they won too many championships. Like, are you serious? I don't, I don't think that's why you actually mad. I really don't think that's why you're actually mad. That's cap. But and then no, we probably should actually try and we're you know we're twenty almost thirty minutes into this. We probably should get into the meat of what this is all about. Just yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm I, going to flood your <laughs> DM with pictures of the characters I made. But go ahead. Hell yeah, dude! I'm so down. So uh, I kind of preface this in in the DM that I had with you, which is I really respect the fact that you're kind of like a critic of of a lot of things because yes. maybe it's just because of my age, maybe it's because of my personality. I have a hard time looking at things that are kind of like objective in nature. Or I have a hard time looking at things from an objective point of view. Most people are fine with that. They're like, "That's your opinion that you like this, even if a lot of people think it sucks, or if I can point out these flaws and whatever, yada yada yada." Um, specifically in regards to all of the things that you are a particular critic in, which is, you know, comedy, video games, movies, Marvel, society, plus some other stuff, but those are the main things that are written down. Um, I just want to know, like, what are some of your favorites in all of those categories? Like, things that I objectively love and have no negative thoughts about? I mean, either that or or ones that you that you love to death, even recognizing that there are a lot of flaws with it, you know, whichever one. Tell you what, I'll you give you one of both, but uh, pick the category. Which one do you want to know about first? Um, f- first, um, I'm gonna say video games. Okay, objectively love, no issues whatsoever. Fucking Chrono Trigger, man. Chrono oh, Trigger. Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know how hard a game can hit me. I know a lot of people say, oh, nostalgia, I'm in my feels. No, that happened. There is a group of people who are a traveling orchestra. I forgot their name. They did (laughs) Chrono Trigger's theme song, Orchestra, right? And I'm listening to it in my, and all I have is a sound bar. And I'm not even remembering the game. I'm remembering the feelings I had playing the game and being with my cousins and I started, I did that weird thing where I only cried out of one eye and it was my left eye, right? (laughs) Bro, I love that game to death. Also, it showed what an RPG could be. Because remember, up to that point, they were on, most Square Enix games had come out on Nintendo. So here we are on the Super Nintendo and they basically said to themselves, hey, what's something that we can do that we normally haven't done or we can try now that we got better hardware let's get experimental and it was chrono trigger mind you this is something that they still do they want to experiment well when they don't have a dumbass in charge of the company but that's a rarity these days but um it was chrono trigger also uh it was one of the two things that activated my interest in fbb Unfortunately, Ayla has had a control over me that's been around since 1995, so essentially since I was four, and I don't think she's going to let go of that death grip entire body she has. It's not just her legs. Everything on her is a death grip. And if you don't remember (laughs) who Ayla is, she's the really, really buff jungle lady. Not a fan of blondes, but I will definitely do whatever that blonde tells me. (laughs) So that's that's oh, one of the shit. best ones I can think of. Yeah, I know. Hell yeah. Um, so as far as 
love-hate relationship. <sighs> well, I don't want to pick on Square Enix too much. Um, <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah, because I'm going to spend uh, a lot of next year playing Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. Um, true that. So, go ahead and say your catchphrase real quick. Ah, yes. <clears throat> Fuck Konami. Yeah, he said that if I'm counting right in almost a triple-digit number of episodes. We won't even be talking about Konami, <laughs> but he just feels like, you know what, let me close this out with some words of encouragement. Fuck Konami. <laughs> I want, all so, of my listeners, I want y'all to know, if y'all falling on hard times, fuck Konami. <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, bro, I'm legit not even fucking joking. So... <laughs> Now, she's a prototype character. She took too long to design, so we ended up scrapping her, but she may be in a future demo. Um, But I, I got a Zone of Vendors, man. The whole entire series, which is only two fucking games. Zone of Vendors. And I'm going to tell you why, because I've never seen a game with so much fucking potential and have it not be reached. And the worst part is, is that the games kept getting better over time. They really did. But there were small little things that stopped it from being great. Obviously, we know Konami is run by a money-obsessed fool. But, unfortunately, most big game companies are run by money-obsessed fools. But, Zone of Vendors was so unique for its time. Because let me tell you something. Here's what people don't realize. Zone of Vendors basically came out when Armored Core died. A lot of people don't realize that. Because remember, they were basically going by the numbers. One, two, three, four, five. And then nothing. Boom. Here's Zone of Vendors. And what's the closest we get to Zone of Vendors? Gundam-based games that don't necessarily have an exact plot or story. They just throw all the characters together because somebody got a massive license. Or it's Gundam games, again, but they're not in the same type of format. We have never gotten omni. We almost never get an omnidirectional combat game. Period. There's no, almost no omnidirectional action games that have ever existed. The closest we get is the VR world, but guess what? It's not omnidirectional. It's more like the max is like 240 degrees, or oh, yeah, or maybe it's just 180 degrees, or it's not even. It's just your entire FOV. So it's z-axis at that point. I don't really know yeah. how degrees work with z-axis. I just acknowledge the z-axis is fucking crazy. So. <laughs> fucking we just sitting here like this will be perfect mapping for a superman game this series doesn't need to have a manga or an anime i can't remember what was behind it backing this shit up this can stand alone by itself and yes uh i am aware that kojima did try to push for a three i don't think he should fucking make it because kojima has this obsessive dumb habit of putting more easter eggs than there is gameplay in his games and <laughs> You know, you I would like to see... Yeah. No, I'm, you, shit, you think it's a joke. And I would like to see fucking Zone of Vendors. What could have been? What would it be like if we basically had an omnidirectional mecha, Bayonetta, you know, Devil May Cry style action game? Yes, that's right. I said action game, not fucking character action. Because that's not a thing. So, huh, that's, okay. my, so that's my love-hate in video games. And uh, to a lesser extent, or... Uh, Bayonetta, but specifically only Bayonetta 3. We all know why. We all know why everyone's got a love-hate relationship with that game. But yeah, <laughs> um, 
that's what I got to say for video games. Now, what was the next one? Um, uh, it's weird. I, I'm just gonna say like comedians, I guess. <laughs> okay, or maybe even like love. comedy. Objectively shows? love and respect. Christopher Titus. Well, that's weird. He's not black. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> so, Christopher Titus has been entertaining me since before I had all of my teeth in my mouth. He damn, was one of the first damn. people to show me this is what happens when funny people make a show and no one's fucking with them. Right? Because Christopher Titus was very, very fucking universal. And here's something I thought was kind of strange and funny. The first special he did that was recorded, almost the entire set was the full combination of one-liners he would say in his show. Because before there was Family Guy doing it, remember, uh, Malcolm in the Middle and Titus had cutaway segments. But Titus's cutaway segments were in black and white. He basically just went through all of them with various bits and pieces from the actual show outside of the cutaway segments. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is funny. And I am, I'm like eight, maybe. I think the Dreamcast hadn't even come out or it was getting ready to come out. I don't even know. But legitimately, he blew my mind because he is what I like to call, I don't want to say omnidirectional too much, a Swiss army knife comedian, right? This guy fucking, um, so yeah, those are all the characters for the most part. This guy can be serious, tell you something funny, and it may have a little bit of dark element because it's based on the worst possible thing that could happen to a child because he was a very abused and fucked up childhood. Right? Yeah. And then he'll make everyone in the room laugh at his pain and suffering. A skill to this day I've mastered, but I'll never feel like I've done as good as him. But also, I haven't had the same life experience as him. You know, my mom isn't getting beat up and then she had to go shoot a motherfucker. That happened, by the way. <laughs> yeah, his mom did that. And and the same and then the very next joke, he'll be running around on stage like a monkey on cocaine, you know. Just moving all across the stage like his body got physical Tourette syndrome and shit. And I'll be here like, man, I fucking love this guy. But if you actually stop and listen, almost none of his comedy is actually based on a good thing that happened to him. It's a fucked up thing he saw, he experienced, or that happened to his family. I mean, yeah, it's basically just like either you had a good stable family or sorry, you either you either had a good childhood growing up or you're funny. You don't. It's <laughs> Uh, like, he's not wrong. That's and, you know that's 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 what the internet has taught me for as long as I've existed on the internet is you. It's I think there's a joke that I saw that was like either you had both of your parents growing up or you had a Nintendo Wii or something. So I like, mean for for like Generation Y motherfuckers a Wii man. I, that from, joke would have probably like, landed yeah. better if they didn't use a Wii as an example. Um, well, like yeah, but Gen they used the Wii. They, I'm sure the Wii was used as the example because you have to think of the the demographic that I operate in. <laughs> like, I'm sure... You do I realize I don't actually know how old you are, right? Well, fair enough. That's why I made the joke earlier where a guy I was talking to was like, what are you doing at running a podcast at 22? I'm like, I don't... I, you know. Yeah, I was about to say, you did say 22 earlier. Yeah. It, right. it, I, I structured it in a weird way, but no, he like, that's, that that's, you know... That, <laughs> 
from a lot of people's standards, yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's like that's the generation I operate in, and so that's that's the joke that came out of it. But yeah, yeah so it's you're either... just like one generation behind me, so not too bad. Um, yeah, generational gaps are confusing. Oh yeah, I literally <laughs> okay, yeah. don't even assume them anymore. I just straight Google them because I'm not going through that headache. I just don't call anybody by their generation anymore. I'm just like, the only one I can recognize is Generation X because they were born in the '80s. Okay, <laughs> those guys I get because they were born in the '80s. I wouldn't. I don't know shit about the '80s. I ain't gonna sit up here and pretend I do, but I can at least <laughs> numerically understand where their generation is and who comes after them. I just don't know when to cut off where everyone else is. Oh yeah, exactly. I think millennials cut off is like early '90s. Yeah, millennials. I, th- I want to say the cutoff is literally like '92 or something. Or like '92. Uh, it was '92. I think it was. Around See, 94, shit, yeah. I've had these conversations with friends before, and that's when I just said, let's fucking Google it. Exactly. So and then I try and Google it, and I get conflicting answers. Either way. <laughs> um, I know, right? Okay. Come on. At least be consistent. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when it comes to love-hate relations, I'm going to give you two because I know pe- my second choice technically isn't a comedian. Uh, my <laughs> second one... My uh, love-hate is a genuine legend and an icon, and I do respect him. Uh, And that is Cat Williams. Start with the love part. He's done what few comedians have ever been able to do. Basically, Chris Rock, technically um, Marlon Wayans, who had a damn near 20-year gap. Holy shit. And a few others. This man, his voice is funny <laughs> by itself. He asks a basic question, you may laugh, even if you don't know who the fuck he is. He raised his voice, this motherfucker burnt my fucking car, and you feel bad for him, but you'll be laughing because his voice was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Right? But he is actually an extremely skilled, extremely technical, smart, but he's also capable of independence. But he almost had to be because he learned when he was locked up one time that there were companies who were basically producing and distributing stand-up specials that he didn't fucking allow and weren't supposed to be stand-up specials. They were just a show, right? So here you are, a comedian, and now you've basically decided to raise nine kids Again, this, this this stupid shit is crazy to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at him for raising nine kids. If memory serves, literally none of them are his. I'm not mad at him for raising nine kids. But you got locked up. People are stealing your material for literal profit and distribution. You come out of it and you still have a career. Is he super rich? Hell no. But he's a father of nine goddamn children. One of them, he has openly admitted, um, was a, a drug baby. So the issues that come along with something like that. Three of them even vegetarians. None of their diets are like, you know, one to one of each other. And on top of it, fucking, he still gets work. He still gets roles. Yes, he is fighting with some other people I like or I respect on some level. But at the same time, you know, when you get through the surface layer, that's when the issue. Cat's biggest problem that I can see is just that when he tells the truth about someone, not on comedy, he's being serious and he's on a show or something. He gets a little bit brutal. Oof, yeah. 
brutal to the extent that that he, he he cuts he cuts his foot off on some level. But at the same time, Cat got friends who were hundreds of millions and, and and shit like that. Like they respect him as a person, not just oh he's the it boy right now. Oh he's the richest of us all right now, right? Got to remember, Cat Williams been doing this a while. He is not generation three or four comedian. Because remember, this profession ain't that old. Technically, Cat is either generation one or generation two. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But he also was an actual talented actor. One of the best episodes of Atlanta, the show produced by Donald Glover and his brother, has long been considered the only episode that he's in. We got to see a different side of him. But like I said, when he get angry at somebody or when, you know, someone, people start lying and shit or when people ask him his genuine feelings about an up and comer or somebody new, he's like, man, there's something off about them you know, or here's something they did. I don't hate him, but this thing. And then the other person will blow it up to like, fuck you, you a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. But here's the problem. They don't actually win against him. Tiffany Haddish, his biggest problem was she was lying about being abused to the point where she had to risk a lawsuit if she didn't retract the statement she made about her quote-unquote tell-all book where her husband was abusing her, which he fucking wasn't, right? He mentioned that, you know? He he mentioned that Kevin Hart, you know, he doesn't like the way Kevin Hart goes about something relating to his comedy. I don't remember what it was. And then he brought up the famous dress incident and people dancing, you know, dancing around for money and shit. And basically not saying he's a sellout, but saying that he's not here for the soul of comedy and being funny anymore. He's just here for money. And it wasn't that bad of an insult. And then Kevin Hart fired back and saying, listen, the reason you ain't getting as much money in roles is because you're always showing up late to stuff. And, you know, you still doing them drugs hard. Kyle Williams is not a drug addict and he was never a drug addict or accused of being one. Yes, he's done criminal activity, but none of it involved drugs. And then at the same time. When people started lying, and then his own friends and shit, and this is one of the things where I say a lot of people in comedy, they're not really friends with anybody. They just want to have people that they can get away with shitting on who won't disown them. That's how I view it. There was this big lie that Cat Williams got his ass beat by a fucking grade school kid at a friendly game of soccer. The hell? Yeah. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. First off, I watched the video, and he also talked about it. He didn't lie about nothing. He, that's not what the fuck happened. Right when he was about to beat this kid's ass and there were other parents watching him because this kid was specifically trying to target and fight Cat Williams, a big dude grabs both of them and tackles him to the ground. Like, literally, right when he put his hands on him. Body slammed. Yeah, and it's not like he was fighting. He said he didn't want nobody fighting. That's why he jumped in. I can respect him for doing that. But then everyone started hearing about it. Then they started shitting on him and talking about it. And like, that's not even what the fuck happened. And this is your friend. So that's my gift. That's my love and hate. It's because he goes after people who would help him. But also sometimes he starts a fight that didn't need to be a fight. But a lot of it only happens if you ask him a certain questions. There are some incidents that are weird. Like he accused Cedric Container of plagiarism. Because, you know, that's a death sentence. But outside of that. A lot of the people he got beef with, you know, they kind of sort of earned it. But also, I'm not saying Cat is petty. I honestly believe that Cat Williams doesn't know how to engage or disengage. He just thinks, you say something, I said something. We just, I guess we don't like each other anymore. Or you say something, you retaliate. Okay, well, I guess you hate me. 
that mindset doesn't it, that's not diplomatic mindset to have yeah no and that's the only thing i hate but that's not him as a person or a comedian i hate that he doesn't really try to end it i would like to see i would like to see everybody i think is cool in comedy be nice and do well but i get that people are going to hate each other sometimes and i accept that but it, it, it's a bittersweet cat williams to me is the definition of a bittersweet comedian yeah fair yeah. enough now my second pick for love hate because I like giving three for some reason this this day. Um, this is, <laughs> I, it's, and you going I love him for everything he's done. I love him for being one of the reasons I was able to get through a lot of bad moments in my life or put my brain in a better mental space, especially when I was in the fucking military. And that is Marshall Bruce Mathers the third, also known as Slim the Shady, or the Lord <laughs> M himself, or the Lord himself. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Blink, blink. That's not a comedian. Shut your ass up. Look, besides being one of the best musical entertainers that the world has literally ever seen and doing it without, you know, cheating the system or shadow writers, um, he is very fucking funny. He's been doing a peewee imitation, God rest his soul, for like 10 years. He reads comic books. I did not know about the Pee Wee imitation. Huh. Bruh. He even does on some of his songs. And he did in a music video dressed up like him. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just didn't know one beyond that. Huh, he's cool. not afraid. He's not afraid to make a song where he's not the coolest, hardest, richest guy in the room who could fuck any hoe, blah, blah, blah. He'll make a song kind of like Bizarre where they'll just make something that's specifically meant to be funny or it's just hilarious. Also, People who've gotten to know him or spoken about him in person or when he's put on TV shows that are comedy based. They've said he's a natural, not because they like him and him, but because he was. And to this day, I just hate that he's never explored the opportunity to allow himself to do a comedy special. He's still being funny on stage. He had a song where he pretends to get shot to get shot. So he started putting in pumps under his shirt and put small holes in it. And he says, whoa, I'm glad I didn't get shot. And that song was a little bit too real. And he drinks a bottle of water. And then like a Looney Tunes character, water starts flowing out of him. And he looks down and he looks at the audience. Right? Okay, that's just pretty funny. Yeah, that's on YouTube too. You're paying for two shows at the same time. Yeah, you can see the real me inside and out. So fucking, I'm kind of beat. I'm kind of mad that he won't, he won't do it. Also, I'm going to be mad when the tickets go on sale because I know I'm not going to be invited, even though this was my idea. I know I'm not going to be able to get, you know, even into the show. The only way I'm going to see the show if it's, it ends up being a fucking pay-per-view event. Yes, it'll make stupid money, but that's it. Oh, bonus uh, love and hate. Eddie Murphy, love everything he's done. He still has the biggest record, despite what Kevin Hart likes lying about. It's weird. I don't know why Kevin Hart's doing that. I literally think no one told Kevin Hart you didn't actually beat his record. He just assumed he did. Um, but the thing I hate, he ain't done no new shit. And the main reason is oh, yeah. he made it sound like he's scared of what people will think. I'm like, bro, do it anyway. Yeah, You're a comedian. Like, damn. That's part of being a comedian, yeah. Yeah. If you do say something funny and people don't laugh, you just go back to the drawing board. Yeah, just try again. <clears throat> yeah, there's no topic that no matter what people who aren't actually a, a majority have stated. There's no topic where there hasn't been comedy made. We've had rape jokes. I'm not saying I specifically go to a comedian to hear rape jokes. That would be 
that would be something you should check into a mental hospital for. We've had people make jokes about their parents murdering people, like I mentioned Christopher Titus. We've had jokes about people who think someone's a pedophile or bumped into one. David Spade did that shit on one of his specials. We've had people, Chris Rock, make jokes about cops murdering innocent black people or cops murdering innocent minority children. There's nothing left that hasn't had a joke make about it. He shouldn't be scared. And if he really is scared, don't do the shit that you're scared to do. This man has had 10 children. 10 children. The youngest is like three or four, right? Good Lord. You think he ain't got a wealth of stories? <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's uh, I, it as far as comedy. Uh, any any other topics? Damn fair. Um, as a person who has only recently, I say recently, as a person who's only gotten into Marvel through the cinematic universe and specifically after, I um, knew people. Or, Starting starting at and subsequently after the, the second Avengers movie, I'm just kind of curious of like what your favorites and least favorites in that specific section are. Well, we'll be here all day, but I'm assuming you... Oh, fuck. You, you oh, yeah, go- he's got a lot for that one. I've literally seen... I've been lucky enough to see every Marvel thing except for the shitty ones. And despite what people believe, the only things that were legitimately shitty, which I didn't get to avoid it, was Iron Man 3, Thor 4, it didn't suck, but the first Captain America movie was just very, very boring. Same with Thor 1. It didn't suck, but the first one was just very, very boring. Yeah. But yep. I'm assuming you just mean in the past five to six years? I mean, I'm kind of curious in general, because even though I started at Age of Ultron, I still have consumed enough media surrounding the majority of the of anything that came before it. Okay, um, well, I've seen all of them. Um, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, Marvel got very lucky with how they approached writing, which was very few and far between they actually didn't plan out thanos thanos just happened naturally based on how the story was progressing right oh okay so and here's the thing though kevin feige will tell you something different but that's just because he literally forgot what he had already said on recorded on camera oh t- <laughs> that's how you know this shit's been going around a while but as far as recent yes. shit um despite the idiots online or the people who don't understand what they were supposed to get I fucking love the shit out of She-Hulk, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm actually a She-Hulk fan. I actually know and understand the character. Most people who I see complaining, they complain because the internet told them, usually it's a Gundam or some other disrespectful, dumb idiot who no one knows if they've got Asperger's syndrome or they got autism, and I'm not even saying that as a joke. Like, we don't know. Uh, Melanie Mack basically said, oh, it's terrible because it shits on men. No, no, it fucking doesn't. Well, what about that one little part that's 10 seconds long where she's shitting on a man? Yeah, 10 seconds. And one part. The first episode. Yeah, like, it, this, like just a very, very, very small section of... Yeah, when she was meditating and he was thing. like, hey, listen, you don't understand that you actually don't control this. And he's like, yes, I do. I'm sick of men telling me what to do. See, you're actually angry. No, I'm actually not, see? And then she shows him like she, she, she has better control than he does, which that was always the case. All Even these people telling us without telling us, oh, I only watched the first episode. Or No, no, no. They don't even do that. They look at YouTubers. YouTubers who don't understand the character. They don't read the fucking comic books. Or they think if a comic book person says they don't like the show, then no, they must be, they must be right. It's really, really fucking weird that people do that. 
And this is well before She-Hulk came out. Listen, She-Hulk is one of the only Marvel characters who know they're in the comic book, first and foremost. So people That's get funny. mad that she talks to the audience, shut the fuck up. She's been doing it for over almost 40 years. Yeah, who's getting mad at fourth wall breaks? No, like, Literally half not... of the internet. Damn, why? <laughs> because apparently idiots decided Crying that She-Hulk wasn't supposed to be or going to be a comedy. It was supposed to be a serious show, kind of sort of like Daredevil. No one told them that. Uh, oh yeah I, I see the problem now yeah that I alright yeah some people love it but they hate the ending which I can respect that um but I love She-Hulk but again we've already discussed this there are two people who made sure that you know I would be forever a member of the FBB worshipper camp it was Ayla from Chrono Trigger <laughs> but Zach she was a 2D sprite people did artwork I saw the artwork I online I do not Shut give the fuck a fuck <laughs> yeah there was also the PS1 remake. And She-Hulk, the She-Hulk cartoon, which, as we discussed literally like three days ago, it was really fucked up. It really was. In fact, I think I still got in the pick dump section. Or, nope, the texting page. Yeah, so they purposely eroticized her transformation. I'm like nine when this show comes out. I'm going to send you a link to it in your DMs. Oh. So like, it's like 40 seconds. <laughs> I'm like nine when this shit comes out. It immediately activated me. <laughs> hey, slow motion. Watch this girl grow boobs in an eight pack. The fuck? Uh, okay, I got you. Uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so I love that. Loki, which again, the what I'm seeing is people's biggest issue is that right wing nutbags want to find any reason to hate Marvel. So they're claiming, ew, Kevin Feige put incest in it. You guys are going to go to hell, blah, blah, blah. Like I've actually looked at his Twitter page. I understand why he don't comment to nothing because there's no point. He will have a conversation that is about something else. And most gay. you're an asshole. You should get out of Marvel because you put incest in the MCU. First off, no, he didn't. Secondly, Loki, the male is a fucking adopted member of Thor's family. He's not biologically related to any of them. And last I checked, the other one is biologically related. So the person he fell in love with is Thor's biological sister, which is completely and totally legal and not disturbing. But people don't care. And I've seen a lot of people get mad that just a lot of the MCU shows they're talking about things that don't relate to things that are happening in the background or in the movies. I'm like, why the fuck are you mad then? Let's not forget. That was the entirety of the, all the Netflix shows. Nothing in the Netflix shows happens in the movies. Connects to the movies. All they said was that Loki is going to be one of our premiere shows that connects to the next chapter of Avengers shit. It does. Kang. In fact, a piece of Loki's episode is one of the final scenes in, after the credits in fucking Ant-Man 3. Yeah. And... Yep. Listen, Kamala Khan's a different situation. I don't understand why people hate her. She's a brand new character. She's not even 10 years fucking old, if memory serves. Or she just hit 10 years. And for some reason, people hate that there's a Kamala Khan Miss Marvel movie. They hate that there's a Kamala Khan Miss Marvel TV show. And 
I can't figure out what their main reasoning is. But from what I can guess, it's because it's not a character that they think is popular or cool, or they think this this illogical racist bullshit that a lot of dumbasses don't even register as racist. They think that if a minority or, or a diverse character shows up, they didn't earn it. They were just given the position. Oh, yeah, that's... Nepotism. Uh, mm. But also, yeah. um, reminder, nepotism, if it gets rid of someone's job, is a crime. James Gunn nepotism technically isn't illegal. But, you know, if they said, oh, person who we said is going to get a movie, well, you're fired and we're, we're uh, canceling your contract because we've decided we're going to get a minority hire and we're going to get her. That would be illegal. That shit didn't happen. Also, uh, one of our other uh, guests we had on the show goes to the same comic book shop that the the girl who plays her does. I don't I don't know her fucking name. I'm not going to pretend I do. She actually is a Marvel <laughs> fan. She loves Marvel, genuinely. And she owns comic books. That means she's already doing better than 50% of the MCU fans there's ever been. Yeah, literally. I know, right? Yeah, it's not even a joke. Most of the people who watch the movies don't pick up the book. Or they don't know where to start, so they don't try. It's uh, it's something that the industry is working on and they've been improving and they've been getting more sales. But guess what? Even though I literally recorded the senior vice president, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics stating they have been doing nothing but getting increase in sales for years now, people will still come up to him and ask him or people will still say, oh, well, you know, you guys are declining. You're doing worse than manga. What are you doing to try to fix it? I was like, fuck you mean? Like what? Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, and then because see the biggest issue is that people see big numbers like oh we made thirty million sales, we made twenty million sales. Like, well, how many of that is one book title? It's the same oh, in Japan too. Yeah. The top ten are the only ones that even sell over like five million. They usually do like something ridiculous, twenty million, thirty million, right? But everybody else, because there's literally hundreds of them. They're doing well, but they're not doing ridiculous millions upon millions upon millions. That's how it always worked. The last time comics yep. were known for unilaterally selling hundreds of thousands or six and seven figures was the, I'm trying to remember, I think it was the 70s or the 60s, the middle of the 60s. Almost every Golly. decade and era after that, it went way down to what we had now, and now it's going up some. More people are reading graphic novels as a whole. And I really don't like that. People don't seem to understand that a, a manga is not different from a comic book. It's a comic book in a different yep. format. Manga literally translates yeah. to comic. But there are so many people, either by accident or on purpose, like with character action, who think they're different. Or they think that that's a distinguisher. Or that comic books in North America don't sell in you know different countries. Bro, you know why we get Marvel versus Capcom games? Because the Capcom staff read fucking Marvel comics. <laughs> yep. Yeah, or you literally just extrapolated. They to like literally were illegally translate. Well, I don't know if it would count as illegal, but they were translating <laughs> the comics because they weren't being sold in Japan, or they weren't getting the comics that they wanted, which were in color. Remember, there are there are Japanese formatted Marvel comics. Yeah. So I'm just sitting up here like, I just hate that people can hear someone say something on the internet. Or because they didn't specifically get what they want. Like Marvel specifically caters to one individual. All things are trash. I fucking hate it. I love Loki. Because we get to see character development. And he's one of the first characters outside of 
even greater show, in my opinion. Um, well, I mean, depending on the episode, I'm not going to say the whole thing. Captain America <laughs> and the Winter Soldier, but really, call it what it is. It's Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but Nintendo owns that name, so they can't say that. So, know, right? yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> those shows were good. The only problem I really have is that they can't keep the power consistent and abilities consistent with the shield. And also, why are they changing the entire sex of villains? And why are you killing villains who literally have decades or years of story or who are connected to heroes? That shit annoys the fuck out of me. That's the, the only thing I hate about the even the Black Widow movie. Only thing I hate about it is the fact that Taskmaster is a woman. Not because I'm sexist. First off, I, I, it was a Black Widow movie. I, went, I, I paid money to see it. I obviously don't have a problem with women. <laughs> Here's a problem. Right. Taskmaster is the biological father of one of the young Avengers. And what's the one thing that they're trying to build up and do right now? Because for some reason, they've decided that young Avengers are going to do better than the X-Men in the, once they're in the MCU. Right? So, right. how is one of the young Avengers going to be on a team now? You've literally eradicated someone from being able to exist in your own continuity. And apparently a lot of this happens not even because Kevin Feige deemed it so. Reminder, there's a Marvel parliament now. It's basically three figureheads. Kevin is just one of three. But Kevin is the one that you see all the time, right? Now, yep. the directors and the writers, or really just the directors, they get a little bit too much freedom. That's why Taika's not being put on Thor 4. Here's the problem, though. You, If you just fucking listen to what he was saying or what he wanted to do or what the script was and all this other shit, instead of just saying, hey, you know send us the finished product or having them be associated with people who you know made other good movies. Like, James Gunn helped out and did conversation on a lot of other Marvel movies he's not even in or directed. He's, he, 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 he's good at what he does in every sense of the word, right? So here's the thing. You really think Kevin Feige said, oh yeah, it looks cool that you gave Loki, uh, Thor a tattoo on his back that says, Loki, rest in peace. Reminder, this dude can get punched by the Hulk. How is a needle even going to get on his skin without breaking or pierce it? Just, if you don't look at Thor 4, he's pretty much had a good track record. Every time Thor had a movie, it got more interesting and it had a major improvement. I still hate the last fight in Thor 2, but almost everyone does. It wasn't it wasn't recorded correctly. The lighting was a fucking problem. But it was way better than 2. Even though the directors claim they don't like it, I don't know why. It was a major improvement over Thor 1. Yes, there were some weak spots, but it was not a it was not a fucking terrible movie. Then you get to Thor 3. Taika almost did too well, but also Chris Hemsworth kept getting more important over time. So his fan base was coming to see him. Yeah, exactly. And there were some forgivable things. Yep. Why the fuck is there a black Valkyrie? Why the fuck is there an Asian person living in fucking Valhalla? What the actual fuck? And then at the same time, oh, some of the most important characters in his life that were in the first movie don't even get speaking roles, and then they just die. But Loki comes back. No, no, listen. I'm glad the TVA is here. I think that's Marvel's way of trying to fix things as well as give proper send off to other things that they didn't make like Fox shit. Cause I can tell you right now, Holly Berry is not going to be the, the storm going forward. Yeah. She's going to be in one movie. Okay. That's cool. But no, 
first off, she's literally not black enough. And luckily, because I'm not white, that's not going to be immediately interpreted to something racist. She's literally not black enough. Also, because <laughs> because she is half, skin tone is not consistent with people who are a mix of a really lighter tone and a darker tone. Their skin tone actually can fluctuate throughout their life. If you go look at Holly Berry in Monsters Ball, Holly Berry in a James Bond movie, and you look at Holly Berry now that she's almost a senior citizen, or she's getting ready to hit 60 not, not too long ago, she is like three whole ass shades lighter. Real talk. Look it up yeah. while I'm talking to you. Go look yeah, at Holly Berry like 2022, 2023, and then go look at Holly Berry in like the James Bond era, you know? Or in the first, even in the first X-Men movie. She is completely different. Also, Storm is not a fl- Storm has an accent by default because she was not born speaking English. She's fluent in an African language. I can't remember which one, but guess what? Holly Berry only speaks two languages: English and French. I oh, think yeah, she that, speaks mm, French. Oh, I didn't know she speaks French. Yeah, she no. was trying to move there, but she couldn't because you know, custody laws when with a with a oh, child. Wow. Um, but yeah, Holly Berry has no business playing Storm, but. As we all know, and again, not racist, or at least we're not, we all know that black characters in X-Men movies made by Fox are purposely disrespected, and they're often killed by their own ability, which shouldn't even be possible, and no one stops this from happening. Ever. The only exception, ironically, was Holly Berry. But Storm was out of character. Storm not only refuses to murder people, unless she has to, she killed someone whose main weapon was a tongue. What? Yeah. There's a character named, yep. named Toad. In the very first movie, because she's only got like five lines in the first movie. Toad gets blown out of a school and he's holding on to a rail with his tongue. It's like a 30 foot long tongue. And she says, you know she what happens you. to a toad when lightning strikes? The same thing that happens to everyone else. And she just straight murders him. And no one questions Bruh. this. Yeah, you're young. Yep. So, you know, go back and look at it. it they're very out of character. Um, uh, fun fact, uh, Metal Gear Solid's David Hayter, a.k.a. Solid Snake, wrote that movie. What the fuck? Yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah. David Hayter Shit, is one know. of the writers of that movie. He also wrote a Black Widow movie damn near 10 years ago that never materialized. And he named his daughter after Natasha. Kind of feel bad for him. It's a whole documentary on it. Damn. Anyways. That's oof. Yeah, that's that's how I view things. The problem is, is that too many people want a 10 out of 10 or they want things to conform to how they think they should go. But the problem is is that they don't most people don't even know what they want until they get it or until they've already experienced it. I'm going to tell yeah, you right now. Until if a Loki it. movie came out, if a Loki TV show came out after the first Thor movie, why would I watch it? What point is there in watching it? Yeah, I do not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But because we've actually got to see Loki through the years and we got to build up him and Tom Hiddleston got more famous over time. It was the first thing on my list. It was one of the only reasons I got Disney Plus. Yeah, same at the time. So Same honestly, with a bunch of people I know, really. Yeah, like nobody was getting fucking with Disney Plus. The only reason we fucked with Disney Plus is because Netflix wasn't going to get the Disney Plus shows. Ironically, though, Netflix gets all the movies. So that was pretty much it. So as far as how I feel about the MCU in the current state, if I had to grade it, I'd give it like a B plus 
they are there's room for improvement, but they're actually improving. But at the same time, they have to constantly battle and fight with people online spoiling shit, people online presenting their opinion as if it's an object of fact, and idiots who don't understand that what they say doesn't equate to reality, or if they show you a stat that's cherry-picked, the oldest GOP tactic in the world, by the way, it doesn't equate <laughs> to reality. And, yep. yeah. and then the worst part is that a lot of these people that they're looking at, like they know shit or they're masters of their craft, they dumb as hell too. Don't get me wrong. If you've been a movie critic all your life and you got a problem with Marvel movies, okay, I get it. I'm fine with that. But Melanie Mac, that that's where you go to? Reminder, this is the idiot who was so stupid, she almost killed herself because she forgot to drink water. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, and then she tried what? to delete that she even mentioned this on her Twitter because I don't know if she was getting roasted or if she was getting called an idiot, but she failed. I got a screenshot. I put it in one of my old videos. In fact, the video where uh, C.B. Sobolski confirms that we are not diminishing and we are not making less money and our money's been going up and up and up in the comic world. That video, I even put the screenshot of it up where she openly tells people. But people are listening to her like she somehow turned into a master of analytics overnight. It's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy. And I'm just sad that there's nothing I can do about it. Because it's not because I will tell you the truth. It's because it doesn't matter if I tell 10 people the truth, if a million people believe a lie. Or if those million people don't know I exist. That's the curse of the internet. You can be popular for lying. You can be popular for being scum as long as you're not presented as such. Best example, yeah. Lewis Cock, also known as Lewis CK. He ain't just showed one person his dick. What do you, what do you think the number is? Officially that I'm aware of, five people. Jen Kirkman Jesus. being one of the most famous because nobody nobody took her side and she didn't even talk about it until she retired from comedy. And I'm kind of sad she did it because I love Jen Kirkman, not just because she's pretty. But Jen Kirkman told everyone. And then she even told on people who tried to trivialize it and downplay it because they were on his side. That person being Dave Chappelle. All kinds of fucked up. Literally, he called up an agency that he's been to before because the front, the lady at the front desk was hot. Tells her, hey. I got my dick in my hand and I'm about to beat off to you. Yeah, he did that. The fuck? Uh, yeah. Now, Jen Kirk. My God. They were, she was hanging out with her friends. They were at some party. He said, hey, can you come upstairs with me real quick? And then he says, I want to show you my cock. Let me beat off to you with my cock. She's thinking he has a joke that he's insecure about, which this happens with comedians. You have an insecure joke. You don't know if it's good or not. You let someone else hear it that you trust. And they give you the feedback from it. I've done that before myself, yeah. right? Then after like five minutes, he says, no, let me show you my cock. I want to beat off or something like that. And I'm listening to this like, what the, f- what the this fuck? This is habitual? Yeah, like, <laughs> this shit happened again? More than once. Yes, and then, then she talked about how Dave Chappelle mentioned the incident with the front desk person who quit the entire, you know, uh, customer service industry when he gave her that call and he said and mind you I'm barely paraphrasing I think you need to have tougher uh, tougher constitution if that's all it took for you to leave the industry 
No, bitch, that's not what you say. What you say is Louis, Louis Cock is a disgusting, depraved bastard. And he's not going to stop until he's gone from the industry. And every chance he's had to tell the truth, he lies or he runs and hide. And the one time he got caught, he literally profited from it. He made more money in that year from comedy than he ever fucking did any time else. You know how sad Jesus that Christ. is? That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Welcome to controversy in the internet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Chris D'Elia was completely different. And that's why I actually respect him. Chris D'Elia acknowledged and admitted it. Tried to save his marriage, which had just started. And he was going to a therapist and a psychologist. And they basically told him, listen, yeah, you do love your wife or your fiance, but you have a chronic loneliness because you're on the road so much and you can't handle it. So, you know, you do shit like this. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't condone it. And I am disgusted by it. But there's a difference between someone who has an infidelity problem and a genuine depraved bastard who should not be trusted around young women. Yeah. He is a literal predator. But guess what? Me saying this to you, maybe 15, 20, I don't know how big your audience is, maybe 15, 20, or 100 people even make it this far down the podcast. But guess what? Millions are going to see Lewis Cox's name next time he produces or writes something. And that might not necessarily be the first thing that they think of. Or maybe it is. Actually, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I know Judd Apatow lost respect for him and stopped wanting to fuck with him like the first time he worked with them because that was the one that we first heard about. Yeah. Mind you, there was no, it wasn't like he ran into the room. Hey, look at my dick. Ha ha. I'm being funny. There was a bunch of people in the room. They were leaving. He's like, Hey, let me show you my cock. Let me show you my dick. Let me show you my cock. And then he whips it out. First off, that should have been a career killer back then. But reminder, Hollywood is notorious like many other industries, especially when the unions weren't as powerful as they are now for having fucked up and depraved people get positions of power. The only person yeah. you damn, the only person you really can't get rid of on on a in a film production is an executive producer or a producer or a line producer. So it's just like that, man. Everybody loves Stranger Things. But what did that what did Chrissy say? Fucking because she dressed up like an 18-year-old teenager in high school. Um, by the way, almost all the producers for that for Stranger Things, they're 40 plus. They just get told by somebody's girlfriend, hey, my boyfriend who's a producer wants to have a th threesome with us. You want to come? Absolutely not. What the that fuck? Shit, yeah, that's why she left. She And she completely left the entire entertainment industry and she started Twitch streaming. Yeah. Not sure if that's the correct pivot, but obviously, you know, it went well for her. But that's yeah. what actually made her, you know, Twitch stream. One of the producers... Literally, like, the last day of her shoot said, hey, you want to come have a threesome with me, uh, the girlfriend of the producer and a producer? Like, not even secretly. I, but, <laughs> that's what just... What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Literally. Yes. And how do you get even... rid of somebody that high up on the food chain? Yeah, you don't have anybody above them, or at least somebody who has the, the executive authority. The closest you get above them is a CEO, but guess what? The CEO either don't know, or they might not care, or HR will keep a record of it, and they just won't put that producer on any of the projects. Technically, than, what he know, did wasn't illegal. Me. Technically, that was not illegal. Louis C.K., whole nother mess of shit. But... 
How, you can't fix that. You have to go by personality at that point. But if you don't know these yeah. people personally, ain't nobody stopping to make an entire fucking, you know, um, history lesson or get the resume and talk to the moms and dads of these producers. You might not even see them. <laughs> uh, all right, gents. I got to head on out. Y'all right. uh, have a nice night. All right. You, have a good you take care. So, <clears throat> yep. so yeah, uh, I, I've acknowledged that I may be able to help some people hurt some people or get people to understand some things. But as long as I think I can find people who are understanding of personal bias, identifying their personal bias versus someone telling you the truth, I think there's grounds for people to, you know, learning from their mistakes. But the problem is a lot of people, if they learn that they're wrong, they just want to run and hide and then poke their head up when they think something else happened. And yeah, when somebody's looking at not them. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's it's so easy for fucked up individuals to get away with shit. It's not just with, you know, movies. You can apply that to politics. You can apply that to just whoever your fucking neighbor is. You know? All right, so what yeah. else you got for me? Um, let me, where is, let's pull this. Oh, let me scooch that over. Um... I guess I was, what what are what are some of your just like favorite like movies that you have consumed? Honestly, probably I, this is probably where I would um, narrow it down to recently, or I guess recency amongst things. Recently seen. seen or came out recently? Um, recently seen. Recently seen. Well, I rewatched it because I found out there was an anniversary 4K re-released Eight Mile. Obviously, we know Ooh. why I re- re- rewatched that. Because unlike <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, I'm an actual authentic fan. I don't just say that when I think he maybe had one bad song or one bad album. Because that automatically means someone's entire personality and everything that makes them up ain't worth shit. Fucking hate that yeah. shit. Um, uh, another one I just watched recently was... Well, I can't say it's my favorite. I, it was it was genuinely fucking terrible, and that's kind of why I love it. So I'm gonna exclude that. One of those you love to hate it situations. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so I got my Netflix list on my phone. Is it movies oh, no, or this one was an Aubrey Plaza movie. It was. I don't know how you describe it. Well, she wasn't the main star, but there's a movie with Aubrey Plaza. And a bunch of other female comedians. Uh, uh, Michelle Micucci. I, I can't remember what her first name is, but the one whose last name is Micucci. Everyone wants her to play Velma so much. Um, they're in a movie about a bunch of nuns in a convent. And literally half of them are there for just the most disturbing or hilariously fucked up reasons. And it's funny <laughs> as hell. I, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I, I, I don't... I don't know how to pull it up in my Hulu list because my Hulu got fucked up when I got my own account versus sharing an account. Oh, no. oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, but um, as far as recently watched, I watched Creed 3. There were some weak spots in that movie, but I enjoyed it, and the ending is so ridiculously, methodically thought out. I enjoyed it. I honestly enjoyed it. Yeah, I acknowledge the weaknesses, but I genuinely, I genuinely enjoyed it. So, 
um, Old Guard, which is based off a comic book. And that's something I like about comics. A lot of people don't realize that Marvel didn't start making comic book movies. It's just that Marvel is known for comic book movies. Yeah. Uh, I recently watched that Invincible movie about uh, Adam Eve or Atomic Eve. I enjoyed that legitimately outside of one entire dialogue exchange that was painfully stupid and terrible sounding. I enjoyed (laughs) that movie. Last I heard, a lot of people didn't know it even came out. Um, The Woman King for its historical significance. There is almost no 100% main cast being female action movies that are that feature African women. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but I not wouldn't. North America, upon hearing the that, whole I'm not world. The whole world. Oh, in the okay. Yeah, I'm slightly more surprised. The Woman King. It's on Netflix. I think it's on Hulu. If you can see it, go see it. John Boyega's in it. Speaking of John Boyega, they clone Tyrone. I don't know what John Boyega's. Well, I'm not saying he has an obsession. Let me not stereotype him, but. I don't know if John Boyega's convinced himself he's good at pulling off North American hood niggas, but um, I don't I don't really think he is. However, the movie was good, the writing was good, and his performance was good. Jamie Foxx looked like he was going to be the most boring character in the movie, like he was going to have the least amount of shit to do and value. But he ended up being one of the things I thoroughly enjoy. Big surprise, though, a lot of people don't know. <clears throat> Keith Sutherland is actually in the movie. Which, if what? there was ever one person you would not expect to be in a hood movie, it's Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> and John Boyega. But here we are. The movie was basically about, um, well, a black man trying to eradicate racism the worst way possible and he had to have controlled experiment groups that featured cloning black people that's all i can tell you without you know really spoiling shit fair enough yeah i guess that's what you mean when you literally said cloning yeah <laughs> i didn't <laughs> keith sutherland doesn't get cloned uh, i'll say that much and the last one well i'm not sure how you would how you would necessarily handle this one so uh, what's her name I'm trying to think can I put it up in my list sort by said you get the fuck out of here sort by date added to list I hate I I, I don't know why I legitimately hate the suggested feature um (laughs) so Oh, no, that's a TV show. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> We're so close. Yeah, actually. Uh, I know it's got historical significance. A lot of people are mad about it, but the only time, reason people are mad is because they don't actually understand all the things that happen behind the scenes. Because we were children. The Mighty yeah. Morphin Power Rangers um, movie. Once and Always a Ranger, which came out a few months ago. I saw it. Obviously, nostalgia, but 
they actually do grow up in a sense. No, they're not. There isn't blood. Um, people aren't cursing. Wouldn't that be the day? But <laughs> you got to understand. The actors were not receiving residuals or royalties. They weren't allowed to renegotiate anything. And almost all of them were non-union. Then they basically say, we're going union. Please scale up our pay. They didn't ask for billions upon billions of dollars. Everyone said, yeah, we're going to leave. Half of them chickened out. Tommy being one of them. I'm sorry. Other Jason being one of them. And for those who don't understand what I mean by that, yes, I know everybody likes Jason David Frank. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, though. He's not the only person named Jason. Austin St. John's name is not Austin St. John. His name is actually Jason Giebler. So Jason, Walter Jones, a.k.a. Black Ranger, um, Trini, a.k.a. the Yellow Ranger, and later on, just because of exhaustion and burnout, uh, Amy Jo Johnson, a.k.a. Kimberly, left the show. Billy left because he was getting constantly harassed verbally for a, a, admitting he was gay. Now, I know your generation pretty much grew up seeing people getting rewarded and respected for coming out and not knowing why and thinking it's like boring as hell. But it was actually a big deal back then. It was yeah. a very big deal back then because up until that point, the two things gay and lesbians were associated with the most were pedophiles and people who engage in intercourse with other animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even joking. So he was getting bullied constantly. And then on the last episode that he was in, he wasn't even there. He walked off the set. He was like, I'm fucking done. I'm tired of this shit. And I don't blame him. Yeah, it seems very reasonable. I mean, the fact that he put up with it for as long as he did. You saw half your friends leave because they wanted to be respected. Then they get you to come back somehow. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't one of the ones that left. Then then when you half your friends leave, you stay. And then now you're staying, you, your pay doesn't get increased, and now you're getting bullied for a sexual preference. Right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a tough gamut. You, and then like... Trini died, and right before this special was going to be filmed, uh, which regular, uh, which living Jason turned down, and he told everybody, he guarantees you other Jason was going to pick it up. Other Jason kills himself. And. Uh, oh. Oh, you didn't know? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, this was like about eight months ago, maybe uh, maybe almost a f uh, 10 months ago. Um, oh, he Jesus. died the same month as. Um, fuck. Kevin Conrow. The. Saturday morning Batman with the deep voice everyone Man. loves. Also, oh, he was tough. gay too. And they died the same month. So, Golly. yeah. So, this contract and this was already done. Netflix said this has to happen. So, like anybody in production, you have to go with what you got. So, they went and got the second Red Ranger. But they referenced, you know, Jason properly. They got the second Pink Ranger. She turned it down because, again, they don't respect her or her time. Reminder, despite us not seeing her anymore, she's a songwriter and a director herself. So if they want to give chump change, she's allowed to say no. Walter has exactly. never been back, and he's wanted to be back. 
but he joined the union and he refused to leave the union just to do the role. He'd been saying for years they could give him $1 as long as they pay and respect union standards, he will come back. Well, they didn't, but Netflix yeah, does. Yeah, not even that. Technically, Netflix does um, respect the union, or they did at the time. So that's why he came back. Everyone else which is referenced, and Trini was dead, dead. So, the Yellow Ranger. So, they did the best of what they could, and I respect them for trying. And also, it was not done maliciously, or in a way that was meant to be, you know, disgusting and disrespectful and just a cash grab. Because first off, ain't no toys coming out of that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's meant for the over 30 crowd. Yes, there are collectors, but collectors want shit from their childhood. They don't want what was equivalent to four new monsters. Because everything in there was old school in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I have to clarify because that that is not a part of the TV show. It is a standalone movie by itself. And the last one... Yeah, so it doesn't even hold that same value for them. The last one is, uh, I'm sure everyone loves it or your generation loves it. Have you seen You People? I don't know. Oh my that's, god! It sounds really familiar because everybody and their mom was talking about it for like a whole year, damn near. Eddie Murphy, which is fair, yeah. Eddie Murphy, um, uh, the the really chubby dude from Twenty One Jump Street, uh, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, um, <laughs> the really really famous white lady from Saturday Night Live, one of the first people to call out Bill Cosby. Forgot her name. She always uh, I mean, did the I Sarah Palin imitation. I have their cast list up, and I'm kind of looking at the, the people one who, who always look white. did Sarah pa- Tina Fey. Oh, Tina oh, Fey. <laughs> and um, fuck, who else was it? Julia Louise Dreyfus. I love any. No, yeah, I I don't know why I get her mixed up with Tina Fey. Julia Louise Dreyfus is who I meant to say. Andrew so they, Schultz they, was in that bitch. Um, so Matt so Walsh. Bro, just like, oh my God. Literally, the main characters weren't even the reason I was watching it. It was everyone else in the fucking movie. Yeah, I, everyone but them. Yeah, it was a good story, a good concept, but bro, listen. When are you ever going to get Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy, a Seinfeld cast member and Eddie Murphy in the same place at the same time? That's not an award show. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. So yeah, those are the ones. Those that's those are the most recent movies I've enjoyed, all for different reasons. Nice. No, that's respectable. I like that. Um, the movies thing is an interesting thing in general for me because I don't like, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. I don't know what the problem is. I think it's that like you have ADD have, and you're young. Well, it's probably that, but it's also I think it's also the fact that like because of how I am personally, rather than spending you know, an hour and a half to two and a half hours on a movie when I could be doing something like productive, I guess per se kind of stops me from doing that. Um, I also think it might be the, the fact of like, I don't pay for streaming services because I don't like, I actually, I guess this is a chicken or egg situation. I don't pay for streaming services because I know I'm not going to use them very often, but as a result of me not using them very often, I also don't ever see myself having a reason to like want to, go and and do that kind of thing so like most of the movies that i'm seeing nowadays they're in the theater 
And then if it's one that I really, really enjoyed, um, I will probably go and purchase it or view at any, any given time. Um, so much so to the point where I have like three to four different people who only one of them ha has given me a written list of movies that I need to see, but they are all Disney movies. Cause that's the realm she operates in. And then I have a bunch of other people who, whenever something comes up, they're like, they reference a movie and then they ask me if I've seen it and then I don't say anything. And then they, and then they judge me. <laughs> You're absolutely um, right. So that's, that is a weird know, so way to go about shit that doesn't follow any form of logic. <laughs> I was thinking maybe executive dysfunction and you know a lot of young people don't know what the fuck that is but they live it bro listen listen whoever mentally told you watching a movie is a waste of your time fuck them ignore them mentally okay oh I'm sure there's yeah, not sorry, someone standing I, directly in front of you saying it anymore right yeah Just, I don't think I ever had anybody telling listen, me that I think it's you're it, in a unique spot <laughs> you realize you can get 14 days free on most of the shit or you could literally just have it for a month. And if you watched one a day, you wouldn't regret it, bro. Bro, just get Netflix. Or if you really want to be cheap, go get Amazon Video. You know why? Because if you get Amazon Prime, which is only like seven or eight bucks a month, you automatically get all of Amazon Prime. You know what's on Amazon Prime? The home, the Boys. Invincible. And oh, yeah. two different <laughs> Michael B. Jordan movies that are ridiculously good. Never made it to the theaters. value is insane. Yeah, the value is insane for these kinds of things. Um, I, I don't think it's anybody ever telling me that it's a waste of time. I think it's something within myself where I'm like, I'm operating on a schedule for things like this is weird. I operate on like a weekly schedule for things that I need to do outside of my strict eight to five work schedule. And so and, and so like I chunk out time for that and then I chunk out time that I don't use doing that to do other things that I, I enjoy. Really, I just need to be replacing other things that I enjoy doing with just like other watch things one of those you wouldn't know you, you would enjoy watch. if you did them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's the oh, issue. You, and you've, how many you've hours opened do you my, stream normally? Um, let me think. In, in one in day, a not week? a week, in a day. Oh, oh, sorry. In one day, it is it fluctuates between two, two and a half to four, four and a half, give or take. There you go. Never go past two and a half. That's it. That's all you got to do. Because if you do that for a whole week, how many hours did you get back? That's enough for you to see at least one movie. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that gives me the capacity to see four, maybe three or four a week, essentially. Yeah, but who you know is going to sit there and watch them back to back to back. You need to be able to absorb exactly them and not. remember them. So it's better yeah, if yeah. you do them one a day or you just do uh, two a week. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. There's a lot of shit you're missing out on. Your friends are right to be weirded out by that shit. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, you know, if you don't self-evaluate your own schedule, that's never going to change. You've at least seen Ready Player One, right? No. <laughs> okay. But that, that, that wasn't took necessarily almost because... a full decade just in licensing bullshit. You should go see Jesus. that movie because for no reason at all, at any given point in time, that movie could edit something out to remain on a streaming service or it could be removed from almost every single streaming platform. That is a good point, yeah. Honestly, that was a situation where it wasn't even like, I have an executive dysfunction, it's not an ADD problem, it's not like, a, uh, I can't find time to do this, I'm not doing whatever. I think that was one of those ones that, even though it came out, I wasn't the most interested in, in the concept of it at the time. Well, the problem was is that of... they couldn't even show half the shit that was in it on a fucking commercial. 
But the people who read the book is the one telling them, like, hey, guys, you got to understand. They have oh. basically the entirety of pop culture going back 30 years in one movie. Yeah, that's sick. Bro, bro, there was a Gundam chasing a Batmobile. That should already make you want to see the movie. <laughs> you, you, you've got my attention. I'm listening. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll you do remember it. that Wreck-It Ralph shit? Yeah. And how it referenced video game culture? Well, imagine referencing anything that anyone ever thought was cool going from 1970 to the year 2000. And it has a fight sequence in that movie. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> That's sick. Yes. And you know what else is sicker? You haven't seen that movie, you sick bastard. I <laughs> I mean, I, I'll do it. I'll I'm do not it. even telling you read the book. You should. But you should see Ready Player One. And then when all your friends go, you just now seeing that, it'll make you feel like an asshole. And then FOMO kicks in and then you're going to go catch up on everything else. Yeah. it. Yeah. I don't even know who streams that because that's that's a tough one because there are so many licenses. Hey, Google. Who streams Ready Player One? According to TV Guide, right now you can watch Ready Player One on Max or TNT. You are able to stream Ready Player One by renting or purchasing on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and Voodoo. So you can't even get this shit on Netflix and Hulu normally. You have to digitally purchase it. It's very, very hard to maintain those licenses. Even if they wanted to reprint physical copies, I don't even know what that would take. Also, I don't even know if there was a 4K version that came out, but shit, if there is, I'm going to definitely try to get it because I know how hard something like this to get. Remember... If memory serves, he got the license, Steven Spielberg, in 2007. Oh, my God. That movie didn't come out till like, 2018 or 2016. Really? Hey, Google, when did the Ready Player One movie release? Yeah, it came out in 2018. In the United States of America. March 29, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Which... That's insane. I thought for some reason I thought that came out even earlier. Not like much, much earlier, but twenty eighteen. Well, it's probably felt because you, you heard about the book. Um, the book was by Ernest Klein, who's you know famous in his own right. But yeah, yeah, it was the book is old, so that you might have just heard about that. What I've been trying to figure out is is there it. a four K option, more purchase option? Nope. It came <laughs> nope, out right damn. before four K was starting to get prevalent. No, <laughs> we're and, so close. Yeah, and guess what? Yeah, because it's 2018, you know. This is when basically every commercial TV that gets sold has, if it's over 20 inches, it's got a 4K option built in. But yeah, Yeah. this this is what I mean. Like, there are no guarantees anymore. Every time we get a new format for media, we don't transfer everything over. Every VHS... Yeah, we run the risk of shit getting Every VHS never got transported to DVD or even digital. And every DVD even though it could never got ported to digital or it got ported to fucking uh, Blu-ray and all this other shit. And I understand it on some level, because you got to remember, your company has to produce things to make money if you want the company to exist. If your movie made money 20 years ago and it's not considered a classic and you only released it in one format after it came out of theaters, it ain't making money unless somebody buy the license. And remind people of his existence. Right? Yeah. So, if I got a Kevin Bacon movie that was really popular in 1985. 
am I going to re-release that movie when Kevin Bacon hasn't been in movies or in the public conscious for close to 15 years? Oh, why not? <laughs> Kevin Bacon's relevance in the past 10 years begins and ends with the X-Men, I believe it's Apocalypse movie. Jesus, No, no, okay. no. No, it was X-Men First Class movie. Uh. That's where it begins and ends. Yeah, okay. Is he a bad actor? Absolutely not. Does he have a terrible catalog? Also, absolutely not. But people like you, literally, young people, they just think he got a funny last name. Oh, and he's that guy from that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Because they straight up kidnapped him. That was hilarious. (laughs) So... But yeah, I see the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and then HBO has literally been the definition of a premium channel, right? So HBO is so fucking all over the place. Here's what they do. HBO is a connector or an extra feature on most streaming services before they made their own. So not only do they have their own streaming service, they are able to show their shit for extra money a month on other streaming services, with the exception of Netflix. Like, HBO is a definition of premium. They make sure you know you gonna pay for them. <laughs> but who's got a better catalog in North America than HBO? And I don't mean, oh, things that made money. I mean critically claimed and financially successful simultaneously. Or just critically acclaimed. It's basically HBO. Yeah, because that's, you know... And the proof is in the fact that that's like the biggest one that people talk about all the time when the topic of streaming services in general comes up. No, it's still Netflix. Um, oh, what? Yeah, it's still Netflix right. because a lot of or, stuff well, yeah, sorry. I, I know that that's like, I know that's like the, that's the most like colloquially known one. And that's the most like, yeah, that's the and one here's that the people thing. are talking about. A lot of HBO stuff. Yeah. It doesn't end up on a lot of other platforms. So you going through them, no matter what happens. Yeah. No shortcuts. Yeah. So you got to look at it like almost like hanging out with your friends. It doesn't matter how many friends you hang out with. The friend you should hang out with the most or put the most effort into hanging out with are the ones you know you're going to see the least. Why? Because you're going to see them the least. If my best friend is my neighbor, he asked me to hang out with him on Friday, but I made plans with a friend I ain't seen in six years and we mostly talk on social media and he want to catch up friend of the family, hang out and party. I'm going to ask my neighbor, do you want to come? But I'm going to go with them. You know why? Because tomorrow when he leaves, my neighbor will still be there, but not him. Yeah, it could be another six years. Who knows? Yeah. Like uh, my cousin Alphonse, I mentioned before we started recording. Real talk. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad he he supported me and trying to help me out with this investment banker shit that he knows. But guess what? Before, Before his wedding, we hadn't seen each other in seven years. Oof, after his wedding, after his wedding, I didn't see him again until I uh, came out of the military. So I didn't see him for almost a full another six or seven years. But I'm trying to fix that more and more. I got his number. We talk. He's like I said, he's trying to help me out with the investment stuff, get stuff off the ground. Yeah. And he basically said, you guys got to basically a 99% success odds because of how much you don't have to pay for you know with with the studios that we're connected to 
So exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna always cherish time with him more than I will officer. Not because I don't respect officer or I hate officer, but because I talk to officer on this podcast or on my discord once or twice a fucking week. Yeah. You know, officer is a half an hour ride or hour long bus ride. Alphonse has never lived in the city of fucking Chicago. <laughs> he Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he's always been stupid far away. And then to top it off, there's not even a reason for him to be out there, bro. He used to have to go and ride almost a full two hours to get his hair cut because there was nobody who could cut minority hair. I would rather pay someone to learn at that point. Honestly. Yeah, and his mom would do that to him. Like, it was crazy. So, um, that's why I say, man, you gotta, it's not that you say the effort, you have to put the effort in. It doesn't matter if you want to look at something unbiased, okay, you have to learn to do it. If you can't do it, yeah. wait till the feelings die down. Oh, you think this is the best movie ever? It changed your life, someone shit-talking it for legitimate reasons? Okay, don't go into their comment section, hit the dislike because they didn't like something you like. Calm the fuck down. Then go watch it. See what they have a problem with. And if they're an idiot, then you go into the comment section. Yeah, yeah exactly. Figuratively speaking. I mean, yeah. I haven't done it, but I got a lot of friends that do it. And I get the appeal. But at the same time, I know if I go down that dark path, I may never come back because there's two... Too many stupid people on Way YouTube. too many, yeah. And YouTube purposely does nothing. Oh, they got rid of Fresh and Fit. Yeah, that was a good... Okay, that's nice, but guess what? How many other Andrew Tate, Fresh and Fit, uh, Melanie Mac, fucking Pearly Things type people are on there that they do absolutely nothing about? More than any of us know about. Fuck yeah. But, I hate to say yeah, it, but selling out is popular. Well, yeah, that is true. The sellout age. Yeah, it's not but. even a matter of artistic integrity. Because first off, you're a YouTuber. You technically didn't have artistic integrity in the first place. Not because you're <laughs> on YouTube. Because well, most people on YouTube are not getting famous for art. Period. Yeah. So they don't have to technically have artistic integrity because they don't have an art. But also at the same time. We got a generation of people who are going to look at these people like they're going to be the next Denzel Washington and Samuel L. Jackson. No, they're not. They're going to have high relevance and low relevance. And if they're smart, they're going to have a good retirement plan that they've been paying into. Or they're going to get offline and they're going to live their lives and not get a job. Or, again, if they're also smart, they're just going to invest and buy some other companies. I do not respect nor do I trust or like Amaranth. But let me tell you something. I caught so much shit when I said that I don't like that she gets abused by her husband. Allegedly. Because, you know, it's Amaranth. You never know what's real and what's fake. Outside of the fact that she does get swatted a lot. But she's white. I don't foresee her getting shot to death from it. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So, I caught hell just for people thinking I sold out or that I'm backstabbing and going back on everything I said. I was like, no, I'm not. She's still a terrible person. I mean, she just has a lot of fucking money. So that she does, does not, yeah. That, so she that doesn't, doesn't have to mean care. I want them to be abused. Yeah. So she doesn't, ha- and she doesn't have to care that she's a terrible person. Then, like every single Texan ever, she goes and fucking says racist shit and then gets away with it 
And what happens? She lies about it completely. Doesn't even do the whole bullshit. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And Twitch did nothing about it. And then when Twitch claims that they got rules against all this other shit, they do nothing about it. The only time they drew a line is when she would link people to OnlyFans. Because the OnlyFans job is to get people to buy smut. Is that illegal? Technically, no. But guess what? Her fan base is not 18 plus. Her fan base is all demographics. She started streaming on, you know, Triple uh, X or I guess erotic friendly streaming places. Okay, good for her. I don't care. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is the fucking person. But guess what she's done? She bought two or three 7-Elevens. She owns them. She owns three franchises. You know what that means? Passive income. You know what that means? If she gets old or people move on or she f- loses relevance, boom, she got yeah, money. something. Yeah. And you can't tell that to, well, not to poke fun of you, but you can't tell that to a stereotypical ADHD, I live on TikTok, I want to talk to men or women, but I'm scared and shy, but I keep claiming and pretending I'm not online. You know, people who live on the internet who are like not even fucking old enough to rent a car, 24 and unders. Oh, yeah, exactly. For them, this is a life goal. I was like, hey, dummy, what comes after that? Yeah, it's like... That's not something that's maintained. Also, a lot of them fuck up and base their value on numbers going up and down. Don't do that. Seriously. (laughs) If you got a four-year degree and you start making millions off of social media in the final year, okay, I'm okay with that. You know why? You got something to fall back on, right? Or if you got a four-year degree, hey, bare minimum, that means you might have got your certification earlier. You got something to fall yeah. back on. But random girl, A or B or boy, A or B, who just made fucking 10000 a week because of some pictures they put up and then pretending like they didn't or that, you know, it's not human objectification, which I, I think I'm indifferent, but I also think I shouldn't be because when it comes to illegal human objectification, I'm mad as hell. But when I see, oh, someone sell ass pics for, and they made 20 grand in a month and then they can't get even two grand or 200 a month later, I'm just like, well, what, what do you expect me to feel exactly? What do, you, what do you fucking want me to do about it? You played yourself. Yeah, like they don't understand that getting famous is not a guarantee that you can maintain it or it means that you're automatically going to get world famous or maintain relevance or attention or people will respect you for it. Yeah, the entirety of the internet is lightning in a bottle. So you can, you yeah. can, it's very easy to achieve a spike in something, but and it's the, very, very unlikely that you are going to continue that trend. Yeah. For and the then what happens future. and what happens if you do nothing wrong, you've got no negative shit in your record, but you just lose relevance. Then what? Rebrand, okay, well, now you got people mad at you because you don't do the old stuff. Like I said, I don't I don't hate the concept of being famous on, for social media. I hate the concept of people thinking they're superior human fucking beings and they have a higher value because they have more likes or subscribers or a fatter bank account. Because last I checked, just going from the 50s to now, we were in an uptick that I noticed just looking at uh, anthropological history because I had a friend who, who's actually got a master's in anthropology and I looked oh, nice. at some of their notes and shit. We were on an uptick to 
devaluing shallow behavior and comprehending shallow behavior and interest at younger ages, leading to people not wanting to value them when they get older. Yeah. You know? And now I don't know anymore. Because when I was young, Love Don't Cost a Thing wasn't just some song J Lo made, which she didn't fucking make, and also she doesn't actually believe she's shallow as fuck. But it was an actual thing that was happening. There were movies coming on all the time. There were kids shows where they would tell you, hey, do not value people and who's around you based on what money they can give you or how pretty they are. Value them for how they act. But now we got the phoniest and fakest people ever telling people this shit. I don't know, man. Y'all generation terrifies me. Not because I think y'all terrible, but because... I don't know what's going to happen to y'all when y'all, you know, have a midlife crisis. Is it going to just be suicidal thoughts and tendencies? Or are you going to become an asshole internet troll who goes out of their way to fucking make everyone else feel terrible? Because the only enjoyment you can get out of your life is knowing that you made someone who's actually famous or who gets who's getting shit by doing nothing and not even being an asshole about it, trying to be or feel like shit. I don't know what it is. Biggest example I give you. Max. Maximilian dude. No relation, by the way. I did two two things with one of his oldest friends, Infinite Sage, a.k.a. Steve, from the, you know, Yo Video Games and the Maximilian Dude channel, right? Yeah. He got his own channel. Don't nobody know about it. It's only got like 20,000 subscribers or something. But because he's connected to Max, he gets a lot of boons. So every so often when people remember me and him did a podcast together, they tell me, don't you think that's fucked up, man? Fuck Steve, blah, blah. No, no, bro. Listen, listen. Network and affiliation and people you hang around and who can get attention or get attention around you, that's not determined by an individual. That's luck of the draw. Why does Steve get to play Project L before everybody when he's a small channel? Because who is he connected to? Did Steve know that when he first met Max on the first day they ever met? Hey, I'm going to help you be able to play video games before they come out. Hell no. Max got a backup plan. Bro, Max has a four-year art degree. Okay? He's a writer. Yes, he's famous for playing video games and making, you know, online entertainment uh, for people to watch and spectate on. But guess what? Here he is. Having skills. And people will shit on him. He got a $9 million net worth. You think he gave a fuck about what you think about him? He out here living his best life. He just had his daughter. Well, no. He had his daughter a few years ago. And he's happily married. Okay? I'm happy for him. I've seen Max before. We've never talked. Dude is actually fucking tall. Like, that chair makes him look <laughs> normal height. No. Max is fucking tall. He got, he, he's he like got six hell leg room under the desk. He's like <laughs> six fucking four. Real talk. But even when Same. I saw all of them walking around in a group at E3, who did I talk to? Steve. Why? Well, I'm not playing favorites. Technically, I was. Steve is my favorite. Steve is the one I wanted to like formally introduce myself to. And it's the same with cosplay shit. I got friends who get mad and hate on other people or shit talk them the minute they leave a room when they've said and thought nothing negative about them just because they got more attention than them or they feel like they don't deserve the attention that they got and shit. Um, what's her name? Uh, Stephanie... Von Schweetz. I don't know if she has a cosplay alias, but her social media says Stephanie Von Schweetz. So I've been talking to her on and off since like 2009 or 2008. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We ain't friends. 
We ain't enemies. I don't think we're enemies. It's a parasocial, the definition of a parasocial relationship, right? One day after talking about, I think, Sonic Frontiers, um, one of my friends looked at her Instagram because they said, oh, I wonder if it's the same Stephanie because they were talking about a Stephanie. I was like, who you know last name and middle name is Von Schweetz? It's obviously the same person, but they just had to oh, confirm, shit. right? <laughs> so I'm thinking they're going over there, you know, just looking at our page like, okay, enjoy Instagram. I'm talking to another friend uh, named uh, DJ <laughs> and I'm oh, like, are you it wasn't still me, I on swear. That? I'm not doing nothing. I was like, are, are you like, and it's been like five times. Like, you're not done yet. I thought you was just uh, looking up her Instagram name so you can put her on your phone and your Instagram and shit. I was like, what? No, I don't like this catty bitch. I'm just going to, I'm just going to sign up on her OnlyFans shit. I was like, what? Hey, don't, don't go on my phone. I don't have OnlyFans and I'm not getting OnlyFans. Like, I have my yeah, own account, get bro. Me. Like, I have my own you account. Get off my phone. I was like, I have my own account. I was like, okay, well, go do it on your phone. And then she's just sitting there for like ten minutes, just coming, ugh, skinny bitch. Stupid bitch. Other bitch like, did, and I'm like, did she do something? He was like, nah. You mad about? So the, yeah. What the fuck are you mad about? I don't think she deserves some shit I didn't fucking care about. I'm like, so you paid money to look at her old OnlyFans or OnlyFans equivalent from her like official website page. Just to talk shit. Just, just to go talk shit or see what, you know, um, smut uh, material or eroticism shit you can get from her Patreon or whatever. I'm just like, first off, I know she's asexual, so why do, why do you even feel like doing this? But that's a question I don't think I want to answer to. Also, that would imply yeah. some shit at that point. Because yeah. I don't even know that she had like this, uh, you know, erotic smut or anything that she was selling and whatnot um, or implied, you know, a nudity and implied eroticism. I just know I've spoken to her almost... 40 40 to 80 times and she does cosplay and she makes funny entertaining little skits and sketches on tiktok and shit you yeah. want some whole mess of other shit right yeah. and i'm just like man i honestly hope i don't wake up one day and realize i have a group of friends who hate anybody around me that's getting more attention to me because you know how it works. If they see one person in the group doing it, they assume the whole group is doing it. I don't want a five yeah. foot two Caucasian woman thinking I hate them because that might end up with me, you know, getting shot or kicked out or banned from something. And I don't even know why. And then I have to find out weeks or months later. And then instead of people apologizing to me, they just want to give me a free badge next year. That actually happened, by the way, because Bruh, one person no did something while I was at a water fountain. And then I turned around and I was with them. You know, months later, people started asking me questions online about some incident I don't know about. And I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know she hates this person, but I don't know anything else. I was on a ban list for a convention. Didn't even fucking tell me I was on a ban list for shit I didn't even do. I was guilty yeah. by association. Literally. Yeah. You show up and they're like, hey, sir, we have you on the ban list. And you're like, huh? Bro, I literally. They're like, yeah, this incident cosplay, happened six years ago. Bro, like, I literally what? only cosplay when my friends bug me to do it or somebody had a last minute dropout and I fit the outfit. That's it. I don't make them. Jesus. Apparently, I do a very good or I naturally remind people of Jacob from Mass Effect 2, the black guy who used to be with Cerberus. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah. And sometimes I've been asked to wear that. And okay, I never thought I could figure out if a woman was staring at my butt till I put on that outfit, but goddamn. But that I go to meet new people and I go to have a fun experience. 
Yeah. If you go to my channel, it, it I go half the time because I know I'm going to get a life stories out of it. I'll give you a good one when this is over. Um, but I'm just like, so Stephanie lives in fucking Vegas. We're in fucking Chicago. You're going to New York City or Canada for the next two and a half years before you come back. You're not even going to bump into her. What's the point of you hating? And then why are you being a dick? Yeah. And then, you know, after about a month, I didn't bug her about it. But after about a month of telling her, hey, your reason doesn't make sense. And then getting it confirmed by other people. We're just playing Smash Brothers. And one day she just she just goes. I just wanted it. And. I don't even think she cared that she got it. And I immediately knew what she meant. It was a stupid reason, but I understood it. So I knew when that happened, I don't even know how long ago this was. And also the people, you know, because I still get, like I said, I still get people trying to shit talk Max or Steve when they remember or they find the episode in my, in my, you know, my texts. Don't nobody comment on my shit in my texts, my emails or my friend group chats. And I'm just like, guys, it's not that fucking serious. Or I just thought I'd tell them, hey, look, shut the fuck up. I, I don't care that you're mad. I'm not even going to stop you from being mad. But I will do this. Tell you to shut the fuck up. And that usually ends it. However, yeah, I'm six foot. I'm damn near 240 pounds. I'm 70, 30% split muscle. I'm not buff, super buff, but I don't have a lot of fat. Because, well, I had liposuction. I couldn't have a lot of fat if I tried. It's literally been removed. And contrary to what dumbasses think, it doesn't regenerate. I don't know who the fuck made that rumor up, but. People trying to scam. That's my guess. Yeah. And I, I just keep telling these people like, hey, listen. If you have problems with someone and they're legitimate, I understand. If you have problems with someone because they got something you don't or have access to something you don't. Listen. Shut the fuck up. Don't give me an excuse why you do it. Just. Shut the fuck up because it's not that I don't care. It's that you need help. You won't listen to me and I'm not a therapist. Yeah. And as long as I get people who are comfortable with revealing that side of themselves to me, I'm happy because that means I can immediately gauge how far down the fucked up idiot hole they are. If they're just (laughs) insecure, I can try to help them mitigate it until it's not a problem. Or if they're just, legitimately disgusting bit of person i'm not going to be on their good side or their bad side i'm just going to smile and nod and tell them well i don't know them personally so i can't say i have a problem with this person and then try to get as far the fuck away from as possible because people like that they will try to fuck with you or lie about you and your image just because you don't think like them or agree with something they're said yeah they'll try to fuck you up by association even if you're like like, that actually happened Uh, i got a friend who got kicked out of the group well he let me rephrase that he kicked himself out because he decided that me and another person who don't hate each other hate each other for three months and didn't tell nobody. Then what kind he tried of psychotic to make, shit is that? Yeah, then he tried to say that, you know, um, he had been wrestling with us for three months. The person who supposedly I hate and hates me, we don't hate each other and we're still on each other's social media to this day, right? And What? Yeah, and also that person has never said anything negative about me behind my fucking back. And I've even recorded me and him hanging out and being civil. And I tried to get him a job, yeah. right? But he just decided, I hate this guy. 
who's independent of me and his relationship. And he tried to make an 18 minute long audio recording of why he was leaving instead of just putting it in a flat text. But his flat text was so ambiguous that no one could tell what the fuck it was about other than he says he feels like he's being bullied. No one bullied him. And I told him, hey, I don't understand what's going on. This doesn't actually make sense. But then he gives me an 18 minute long audio file. Right. And he keeps claiming someone did a fucked up thing, not to him, but to someone else three months ago. I got four minutes into it, learned what he was talking about, cut him off, went through his whole entire dialogue and piece by piece dissected it. And I told him at the end, I'm recording and I keep a log of every single time you said or done something fucked up. That made me think you may or may not have had some type of personality issue or that you were a coward because I predicted you may do something like this. Even though I've told you, you can talk to me and come to me as an adult. You have my number. You know where the fuck I live. Last time me and him saw each other, we went to a restaurant to eat with his wife. He introduced me to his fucking wife, right? Before we went and hang out with the person he claimed I hated. She gave me a hug. She was happy to meet me. Me and her had spoken before earlier. Then three months of silence later, hey, I decided that I hate you and that you're a terrible person. You do fucked up shit. And, you know, I think you might be able to stop this behavior one day, but I'm not sticking around to find out. But there's no explanation of anything he's talking about. But then I get a fucking 18-minute long audio file, and I only need to go through four minutes of it, and I realize you're mad about something that didn't even fucking happen to you that the other people aren't even fucking mad about. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I told me, look, <laughs> if you know nothing about me, know that I'm not lying to you. Listen, sir, you have a personality disorder. I don't know if you're going to end up being a legendary voice actor or what you're trying to do, but you seem to not comprehend that you don't actually do things that even really conform to your own chosen field, and you're always playing catch-up. Don't get me wrong. Does he audition? Yes. Is he represented? No. Is he in a union? No. Is he in a state that's known for a lot of, you know, voice actor related performances? No. Work from home has gotten popular, but that doesn't mean that California, New York, Michigan, and places like that still don't have a thriving, bustling voice acting community. I don't know how his state is because I'm not the one who lives there. But based on where he was and where he is currently in his career, when it comes to voice acting, not a lot has changed. And... At first, I was thought maybe he's just in a bad area for voice acting. Now I'm starting to think maybe people realize there's something else going on. Because remember, I have not had a negative exchange with him the whole entire year. Then he decided three months after an incident that wasn't an incident, fuck me. But he put it in polite words. And the worst part is he tagged everyone in the Discord at fucking midnight with this shit. Just just to stir everybody up. Just to be a real pain in the ass. Yeah. So I've come to, I I understand that there are a lot of people out there who don't know they got a fucking genuine problem or they think that anyone who says they have a problem is just saying that because they hate them. No, sometimes it's just true. I had to come to terms with the fact that I can't smile or say a joke 90% of the time when my friend is telling me something serious because they're perceiving it as me disregarding and trivializing whatever issue they want to talk to me about. And mind you, it won't be something I did. It'll be something that's serious that happened in your life. I had to come to terms with that. But guess what? I did. <laughs> I didn't lose yeah, you anything. Actually went, you actually went and, and there's not really an issue per se, but you went and fixed that because you recognized that as a thing that could be, uh, could be a problem between you and that person. Exactly. 
And the, <clears throat> the way I look at it, that's how human beings are supposed to be. But here's the problem. I can't make and I can't tell people, hey, seriously, real talk, fix your life. Go fix these problems. This person, you know, for example, just for example, this person, Stephanie Von Schweetz, I don't know why that fucking last name is so fun to say. Yes, I do. It's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you've decided that they're public enemy number one, but do they even know you exist? Also, the few times you've been in a room with them, did they do anything fucked up to you? Stop. Because now you're creating problems where there don't need to be one. And when you can get people to realize that, I think that's when we can actually empathize and better understand with each other. doesn't matter if it's emotionally, um, politically, or any other thing that could fall into whatever category. When you can remove yourself from the situation, it makes it easier to look at things without a bias. And I don't know how... I don't even think I can give you a better example or how better to put it. The main reason people have a problem with bias is because they're having too strong of a connection or association with themselves as a person when someone tells them something they like or someone else that they like did something fucked up or is fucked up. And if you can't remove it, just go away until you can. Literally, it's that fucking simple. On paper. Mentally, it's fucking hard. But I've been doing this for like, not podcasting, but I've been self-evaluating and <laughs> removing bias when I see it in myself for 24 fucking years. I've literally been doing it since before I was growing and before you were born. So I got a lot of experience with it, but you're young. You got a lot of time to not turn into the asshole old people that you see on Fox News or obsessed with GOP shit these days. You got a lot of time <laughs> to make sure you don't turn into them because there's a blue and a red version of them, but it's still on different levels. If someone tells you your favorite game in the world they hate, and your first thought is, fuck you, don't say it out loud, keep it to yourself. And if you can ask without getting angry, er, hey, why don't you like it? That's all you got to do. That helps you build yeah. up the tolerance to hearing it. Hearing this thing sucks, that thing sucks. And then once you do that, that's when you can talk to people. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I like Chrono Trigger and you tell me Chrono Trigger is the worst game in the fucking world, my first thought... Fuck you. But that's not what's going to come out of my mouth. It's going to be, <laughs> what do you hate about Chrono Trigger? Right? And I'm going to hear you out. And then I'm going to mull it over for a few days or minutes if it's something really trivial. And I'm just going to be like, okay, you have a legitimate reason or you don't have a legitimate reason. I'm comfortable with agreeing to disagree with people. But now we're in a place where people aren't comfortable with agreeing to disagree or they think if you agree to disagree you're still magically an asshole. That can apply in certain contexts, like human rights. There is no agree to disagree. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's... Yeah. that Unions, there is no agree to disagree. Okay? But, you know, someone liking a pair of shoes of a, of a color better than another pair of shoes that come from a different company, fuck you, I hate that company, you piece of shit. That's just plain old stupid. Yeah, now you're just, you're just deliberately being... Uh, antagonistic <laughs> yeah so that's why I look at it like hey listen I get that young people don't have this ability yet because first off school doesn't teach you this your parents don't teach you this nine times out of ten there's not a direct class for something like this you basically have to go to a therapist after you confirmed it's ruining your life 
for them to help you fix it. I consider myself lucky and fortunate, and that's why I don't hold it against other people so much. Not just because I'm older, but because I understand where the logic comes from better than I used to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I used to be in this space, so I understand that, like, it could be, you know, it could be a lot of contributing factors that's causing this to happen. Like, yeah, and, we'll get through it. Yeah, and then, and then we also live in an age where, since most people have tried to be assholes or combative online, when they get in person, even if you ask, hey, I don't understand what the issue is, can you explain it to me? I don't need to explain thing to you. Just say you don't actually understand it or you're working on feelings you don't want to admit it. I would respect you more if you did that. It's wrong and it's stupid and petty if you decide you hate someone based on how you feel about something that is not like life threatening or, you know, related to human rights as we've previously discussed. But I would just respect you more. It's still petty and stupid. Oh, this anime is terrible. Oh, I love this anime. I have a tattoo of it. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen some shit like that. I can't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I found that a lot of people will take all. A lot of people have a heart like. I think I think maybe I'm over I'm looking into it too much, but I look at it from a meta perspective of like people look at their opinions as a as a reflection of themselves without actually taking into context who they actually are outside of that context. You so need like, to put that on a shirt. That is a very accurate statement. I promise you. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to the exact wordage. I'm gonna put it down. It's gonna be a really long shirt, bro. Like um, if, if if you or just put it on like you know your social media profile. Like that's really fucking good. I mean, yeah, I, well, I have a shared yeah. Instagram because, look, if the social media does the same shit, I'm not even trying to be on it unless I have to because I don't need to have 20 <laughs> different versions of MySpace. It's the same shit. Literally. Yeah. So when I got Instagram, the same information. when I got Instagram, I only got it because two other friends bugged me to do it and we wanted to do it as a group because we also like making memes and shit, right? Me, Lisa, yeah. and uh, Danielle. Um, They asked me, they told me to pick a profile picture. I just picked a noble statement. That was said by the late, great Mr. Rogers. Why? Because at a bare minimum, I want people, if they see my social media, to understand. If you don't don't even know me, I'm not getting on here to willfully hurt people's feelings. Yes, I will talk about assholes, but I want the social media to have a purpose other than, here's a random thought I had. Do you like it or hate it? Because if you saw something about it, that's all Twitter is. Here's my opinion. Yeah. Do you like it or hate it? Here's an objective fact that is not being told to the entire nation, but here's verified proof. Do you like it or hate it? It all boils down to do you like it or hate it. But I yeah. don't care if you like it or hate it. I'm concerned if we can engage and talk about it or if you can just leave me the fuck alone because, look, I don't value online hatred because... It sounds arrogant, but it's so fucking beneath me. Half the people who will shit talk me or say something or tell me what I can and can't do or think and not think about them, I can probably throw them across a city st- a city block. Or if they saw me in person and tried to get uppity, they would immediately go and try to hide behind someone, barring few exceptions. Not because, you know, I'm the most threatening six-foot guy in the world. There's plenty of people bigger than me. There's plenty of people stronger and faster. It's because I... We'll talk to you about what you said and I will let you know if there's a logic fallacy or not. And I'm not going to be hurt if you prove to me I had a logic fallacy. Most people are too scared to even fucking find out. So they'll shit talk you in person or they'll shit talk you online. But when you in person act like you're not there or they'll do the thing where they duck their head down and try to act like you can't see them when they walk directly in front of you and veered off to the left or right 
Or it'll be a situation where, you know, they come around you and they're around your ether because they want to find some news against you. Because again, falls back to the same category. Petty and insecure piece of shit. And I yeah. removed myself from the cycle when I was 17. But the dumb part I didn't learn until almost 10 years later, that doesn't mean other people didn't remove themselves. That don't mean they won't try to drag me into some shit and I don't know what's going on. So that's why I have, I, I prefer to squash things. If it's petty and stupid, I just won't tell them, hey, this is petty and stupid. I'll let them believe that I perceive this as something serious. Or, hey, look, I got a three strike policy. Because there's a difference between you talking shit online and you coming in person and harassing me because you think I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to do nothing if you leave me alone. I'm cool with let sleeping dogs lie. I never lost my fangs. Yeah, simple as. It's also just, I don't know, from the perspective of a person who definitely could not toss somebody across the city block, <laughs> I just look at it. I just, you know, I I just look at it from the perspective of like, there, there's no point in wasting my time dealing with somebody who doesn't have anything truly critical to say about something. Like, I yeah, guess that's exactly it. Know. They want to say something and get their shit respected, but they didn't have anything important to contribute. And their point that they tried to make wasn't even fucking impressive. Yeah, it's just, you know, people just want to have a reason to talk. People want to have a like I've come to the conclusion that people want a reason to get mad about things. And so they will deliberately go find things that make them upset and then try and bring everybody else down with them. So I re- I, I see it. I recognize it. And I just move on with my life. Although I am sometimes the person who deliberately likes to get mad at things, but that's about human rights issues. And, and you're allowed not, to be mad at that point. And not anime. Like, oh, Christ. and then a lot of them, bro, they'll get mad at you for even entertaining the idea of talking to them about something that requires more than two brain cells. <laughs> that one still blows I, my mind. Yeah. You have not lived until someone says, oh, I don't mind talking about some serious stuff. You know, Zach's. You know, I never had an actual like intimate conversation or anything, but you know, if you actually had an issue with something, you know, I'm around to talk and I was like, okay, called her ass up. Never forget her name was Ada. No, not Ada Wong, but called her ass up and me and her, and it turns out me and her went in the same mall. So I told her, Hey, look, you finish shopping. I'm gonna go to the food court. We'll get something to eat. I'll even, you know, I didn't tell this, but I was going to pay for her to get something. Right. And then I said, man, this, this Florida this Florida and Texas situation is really bothering me because I got some family and friends. I think I might have to help shelter or leave the state. But I also have a ridiculously un unrelenting fucked up sleep schedule because when I'm working on my game, most of the people I work on my game with or my games demo, they're not from this country. So I have to sleep yeah. at times when most people will be awake and vice versa. So I was trying to see who could actually help me out with this stuff because they don't got to do much. Basically, if they're under 25, I want you to tell them take their ass to Job Corps because Job Corps is one of the fastest and free ways, plus you get food and money and new clothes, to get yourself out of any state that is not giving your sexual preference or gender preference civil rights or trying to take them away. Yeah. Right? Because it's literally free. You get a certification or a two-year degree and you can live your life. Someplace the fuck else we ain't got to worry about being killed or beaten or told you can't you're you're you basically the equivalent of a pedophile on some level. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, you know, some people can fight and some people they're too broken to fight at that point in time. 
and they need to heal. And I just need someone when they call me or if I give you their number, can you help them figure out how to get to Job Corps? Just get them to a station one time, Lyft or Uber or taxi, pay the bill and I'll reimburse you or tell me how much it is. Wake me up to do it because you, she, Ada actually lived in a physical distance of me, like less than 20 minutes. She could yeah. walk to my place she wanted to. I was like, beat on my door, just wake me up because it could be the difference between someone dying or not. Should yeah. you not? I looked at her and was like, what's wrong? Did you seriously bring me here just to talk about politics? Can we talk about anything else? And then I immediately Motherfucker, realized. Motherfucker, that's why I called you. First off, remember, listen to what she said. Politics. What did I say? Human rights. Oh, well, yeah. I guess that's actually the first important thing to acknowledge. Yeah, and then I'm just like, and I thought about it. I was like, where did I meet you again, Ada? No, I didn't say this out loud. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I met you at a water park convention. And we started talking for six or seven years. And we realized we got along with each other and we got a lot in common. Ada's one of those friends, if you can call them that. They're not a fair weather friend, but they're a positive positive situation only friend they basically only want to be around you when they're happy or when you're happy they don't want to be there for anything the fuck else unless they think they can fix it the word i've heard it yeah unless they think they can fix it oh you accidentally got stranded car broke down oh i'll help you out you're gonna give me some gas money i'm okay with that no i mean like (laughs) i told her hey listen i'm worried i got people who may kill themselves or get beaten to death because they already been getting into fights for existing. They don't pick the fights. And also, they were unfortunately had the misfortune of being born in or below the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. Something they have no control over. Or they got parents who don't care and are extremely abusive. Despite what people think and people trying to say the school boards are secretly trying to turn kids trans and this other dumb shit. Parents still beat their kids for being LGBT. That's why they hide it. They're not hiding it because the schools are secretly, I don't know, passing out estrogen and testosterone. You will not believe the stupid shit I've heard come out of GOP loving bastards these days. But yeah, actually, no, you I, would. Yeah. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, yeah, because <laughs> we all we all see it. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and no, it's just this kid come goes to school, came back. There'll be bruises, cuts, and scars because mommy and daddy don't like that. They can't pray the gay away, pray the lesbian away, or untrans their trans child (laughs) so fucking the way i look at it i don't think of myself as saving a life i've I've done it before i usually have to be told by the person because i'm in that level of disbelief i don't know i guess it's imposter syndrome but that's kind of fucked up that i think i'm incapable of saving a life or that (laughs) i wouldn't when i've done it if i'm counting right now like seven fucking times um yeah you're like you're like i've got this on lock yeah, but at the same time, my brain's like, nah, nah, that wasn't us, bro. I'm like, well, ain't nobody else in this body. Who the body. fuck was it? Exactly. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and she, and that's the first thing she says. I'm like, listen, you're helping me with potential life and death situation. Not politics. Not politics. But I want you to know something. I promise you, I will never do this again. From now on, <laughs> you and me are friends who only discuss positive things. If you ever come to me asking me how my friends are doing 
or if I know about some incident that happened that didn't go well for some people or the people who you don't know the name of that I was going to have you help me out with helping get in a job core. By the way, if you want to go to college, hey, I just told you how to do it. Um, Ooh. Fucking. Yeah, if you're under 25, at least fucking don't because I'm immediately going to change the subject into something I know you like or I'm going to just talk about some random comedy I saw recently. Yeah, because like, well, clearly at that point... And that's what she said to me. Like, well, well, that's rude. It's like, what do you think what you just said to me is? Yeah, it's a. this is a two-lane street. Yeah, so, Come on I, now. so I ate my food. She ate her food. She kept making sad faces. I didn't look at her. And I walked out of Ford City. That was the mall. And I walked over into the movie theater. And I tried to enjoy the rest of my fucking day. Yeah, good. And to this day... Well, for her, the relationship is still awkward. For me, no, I just understood where, where my place was in the relationship. She yeah. made me understand it very quickly. So, um, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I don't know if you got any other topics you want. Uh, good luck editing <laughs> this, by the way. Have fun with that. Oh, trust me, dude. The, the editing, um, because I, I don't know, I'm not like a professional professional. The editing is relatively easy, which is, is just fine for me. Um, but okay. no, honestly, this, this whole thing was, it, it was very, I, I'm just kind of very fascinated by everything. Like just all good. the random stories, That's all the stuff that you podcaster. know. It's can yeah, you exactly. get it, Well, can you get attention determines if you get a lot of money, but what makes a good podcaster or interviewer, if you will, because podcaster is not really, it's, it's a very nebulous term. Um, but interview, <laughs> what makes a good interviewer is having a natural curiosity, because if you go and look at the shit that's on like, you know, a news channel, those interviews, they're robotic as fuck. There's maybe four questions and then they cut to a commercial or they transition somewhere else. But when you go look at talk show interviews, they stop being about marketing and advertising some new project. They'll mention it at the beginning or the end of them being on the show and then they'll go into talking about fucking life. And that's what I think makes podcasting fun for me because i'm picking a brain i'm not playing 21 questions you can yeah. play 21 yeah, questions precisely. but i like picking a brain and sometimes you can pick a brain by asking a question which is what you did kudos bless i appreciate hearing that um, i will say I this also... though i will convert the audio into stereo for you at a bare minimum um <laughs> i what, appreciate that what video editor do you use um, well, so if, if, if it's a full blown video episode, I usually use Premiere Pro, but, um, for the podcast edits, I just use FL studio <laughs> for editing the audio parts of it. That's well, that's not terrible. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, as long as you sync up our audio, it doesn't matter when I stop recording, as long as they're synced up in the beginning, you can chop off dead air and dead space. So that makes it automatically easier to figure out, especially if you get them synced up, you know, where to oh, cut yeah, of course. where to cut audio or where to cut off a pause to make a smaller file size. But I don't know what format yeah. you, you know, process your shit in. I do a lot of uncompressed shit, so my file sizes are uh they Quite are large. monumentally fucking ridiculous. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> I did not know that a two D game could in less than with less than an hour of footage can take up more space than Resident Evil 4 at 2K resolution. Holy shit, bro. You know. <laughs> I have some background footage because, well, on the YouTube, um, I don't give them a still screen to look at because I know people can fall asleep even if they're interested. Yeah. So I put on gameplay footage. 
while I'm talking, right? Yeah, smart. Shit you not. Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge footage. No, <laughs> not even having seven players on screen. 38 gigs with no music and audio, right? Jesus Christ. And an hour and a half of Resident Evil 4, 1440 or 2K resolution, nine gigs. How <laughs> the fuck is that a thing? Hey, somebody's not doing their job right or something. I don't know how that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where the disconnect is there for them. What's going on? Bro. Bro. My hard drive can't take this shit. I got a lot of externals, don't get me wrong, but my hard drive is like, hey man, fuck you. Why you keep removing 200 gigs and then put on 300 the next month? Yeah, this is not fair. Yeah. All right, well, but, um, with that being said, for the DJ audience, uh, you can find me and my crew on YouTube and wherever podcasts are. If you want to link up or potentially have me on as guests or just talk in an episode, you can find me on podmatch.com. You can look me up. I am both a host and a guest. Token Podcast is practically everywhere. Some places may list us as Token Games Podcast, but it's Token Podcast. Yes, there is a Brazilian gaming group called Token Podcast, which is weird because they're speaking Portuguese and their name is in English. But, you know, they're not in North America, so I stay in my lane. They stay in our lane. I got nothing against them. They seem cool. Um... I'm pretty sure I'm on Amazon Music, I'm on Audible, I'm on iTunes. Like I said, if there's a podcasting distribution network in North America, I'm on every place except SoundCloud. Um, YouTube, even easier. Token Podcast. You can't miss us. Please, you know, consider subscribing or just going through my archive. I've even set up a special podcast playlist function, which I didn't know YouTube had until like two or three months ago. So if you want, you could actually go through the shit in chronological ordering. Um, I do not stream. Not because I'm an asshole and I don't give a shit. I've made. I've already said what I said. I'm. I'm not interested in the concept of it because I already do enough as it is. Also, it's much more fun for me to take an hour or two of content, edit it to a funny ass highlight reel, and add meme stuff. Cause memes are funny. Exactly. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and we talk about everything from pop culture, and we critique it, and we talk about politics very rarely, but we critique it. And I'm not going to lie. We we don't lean left. We lean not right. There's that assumption because if you hate a man, a lot of Americans think the political system is binary. Fun fact, we've got over 70 fucking different registered and recognized political entities in North America. We just have two that are super popular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just we're just not right. Which make all the jokes you want to. I'm I'm cool wearing a shirt that says I am not right one day, or but um, we hear everybody out. It's just the few times we've had someone trying to defend crazy shit. Uh, it didn't end well for them. So you know if you have a problem with people telling you the truth, not because they're left leaning, don't come to me because I'll tell you the truth. I'm not left leaning. That's what makes Hassan right. Piker and Tyt popular. They're not. Left, they're left adjacent, but they're just not right. So it's easier to get the truth or get respectable commentary out of them. Um, but we mostly do factor in, you know, popular pop culture, critiquing it. And instead of just saying, we think this thing is cool, we ask, why is this cool? How can it be better? Or was there something they could have improved on? Which I think is a very fun and unique take. Um, and also, you know, if you like it enough or if you talk, if you can, you know, 
recite your points well enough, you can be on the show or you can become a member. I'm pretty sure you can see it, but you know, every single person on that list has been in at least three episodes, barring literally one person. So if I'm counting right, oh, two people, one, two, three, we're almost at technically 25 members in rotation. And most episodes, we normally don't have more than four. I'm perfectly okay with getting some new people. So, you know, DJ, if you ever want to come through again, I'm down. Or if you ever have a special that you want to do, I'm down. Um, just hit me up and let me know what it's about. Uh, I don't see this as a one-way relationship. So if you need something and I can do it, I'm down. Like I said, I've done a lot of video editing for asshole YouTubers. Uh, it'd be nice <laughs> to do it for someone who's not, you know, a piece of shit. It's, it's not, not going to be free, though, but, you know, I'm not going to charge you. No, that's fair. You do good work. You deserve to get paid good work or for, for good work. Bro, I have like close to $800 in editing software on my computer, and I'm not even on a movie production set right now. If I'm going <laughs> to put it to work, somebody going to pay me. Yeah, exactly. Good. That's what you deserve. Yeah. Um. So I might put this up on my channel. I might not. But just in case, uh, tell people where they can find you real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, luckily, I have such a weird out of their name that uh, if you just search up DJ Cereal Sauce on the Internet, you will find what you're looking for, Smart whether man. it be <laughs> whether it be the miscellaneous SoundCloud stuff that I upload that is only for reference, whether you're looking for Spotify, Apple Music, whether you're looking for Apple Podcasts, whether you're looking for YouTube. Um, and the good news is, is that I try my best to cross reference everything that I do that doesn't explicitly have my name attached to it right um yeah just put a hashtag so in and it starts finding itself well kind of it's like you look up dj cereal sauce and then it pulls up the youtube and then the youtube links to my other channel where i do video essay style things um that channel also links to the group Ooh, channel that i, I do with my essays. friends um yeah i don't think i know what an actual video essay is so maybe i shouldn't really be calling it that um, <laughs> it's an informative essay but being read aloud or narrated whilst there is relevant and referential video information being displayed. Fair so, enough. I guess that's probably close enough then. It's not necessarily informative in the traditional educational sense. Like I made a 45 minute video literally just talking about like my favorite games that I had been playing from the ages of like five till the ages of 13 with associated games in the background to go with it. My, my experiences with those. So it's not maybe necessarily an essay, but it's close enough in format. Ultimately you find one place and you will probably find the missing link to every other piece of content that yeah, I make. Exactly. I'm the same um, way. I'm, I technically don't use Twitter. Uh, it, was, it was a weird story. <laughs> um, so I go by Zach's Pearson practically everywhere. Most of yeah. my friends will tell you my name is Zach's with an X. But I own like literally none of the Zach's Pearson emails that exist in the world. Damn, and sometimes that sucks. We, yeah, sometimes, no, it's kind of funny. Sometimes we get each other's mail or we get messages that people aren't directing towards the Zach's Pearson that they email. They think they are. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there's a Twitter Zach's Pearson, though. And he's cool because we got to know each other over the course of the world getting cooties because he was getting messages from like my military friends like, hey, man, I'm not comfortable with even remotely trying to pretend to be you. Um, I respect you for yourself. Like, bro, 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 calm down. It's not that serious. Listen, listen, I'm not getting fucking Twitter, but every so often, you know, do you want me to pay you or can you like post something on Twitter for me? Because I don't like having a bunch of social media websites for no fucking reason when they all do the yeah. same thing as we mentioned earlier. So 
I'm on Vero. Mimi, I'm on Vero, which almost nobody's using, which is a cool kids club. I like it. Um, and there's no ads on Vero. Um, I'm on Threads, but technically my it's connected to Instagram, which shared with three people. But I use the Threads, and like Zach's Pearson, Yahoo, Hotmail, none of those are me. Um, I have a Gmail, but yeah, yeah. just so you know, um, I'm gonna try to send this file to you via Google Drive. So I will okay. need your if you can DM me your Gmail email, I'm gonna send it to you because it's not gonna take me long to convert this to stereo and clean it up a little bit for you. Um, it's not gonna be compressed, just so you know, because daddy don't play with compression um so expect to get a high quality file sweet sweet um all right well with that being said you know if you ever want to do something again say the word nah definitely enjoyed being here i'll be sure to have you on my channel i just don't know what type of content i want to put you in i prefer to do something comical um but i will link you to that weird situation i went through at a water park convention everyone loves that story um, oh hell yeah yeah I'll, I'll definitely be listening to that I'll definitely be listening to more uh, well I guess I shouldn't say more because I, I will start listening to the episodes <laughs> that you've you've uploaded so I can get a, a shtick of kind of what's going on here yeah I, um, I don't just do one show which is the cool part about my channel so you could get bored of one thing that's long format and here's the short format shit two cent aisle is me and my friends opinions on things we purposely made it to be 30 minutes or less um life stories exactly what it sounds like comical life stories or fucked up life stories that are terrible then funny now with me yeah. and some of the people who were there for the shit um and occasional interruptions of people laughing their asses off and uh, <laughs> that's, that's my i love that yeah and um you know we also do well i like comical gameplay highlights i don't do it a lot because it's very time consuming i don't go through a third party to do mine i have to do mine myself so yeah I want to do more. I'm definitely going to try to do more with this new Ada Wong DLC that just came out. I'm still mad that I'm magically attracted to her now after all these years. I didn't hate Ada <laughs> before, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, man. Ugh. Resident <laughs> Evil 4 Remake, they remade my opinion of her. Reconstructed that from the ground up. They were like, all right, you. Yeah, now I know she was on this. some level meant to look sexy, but the one that's not meant to look sexy is ironically the one that my brain is like, hey, we like her now. Also, if you come across a girl in a red sweater dress, run the opposite direction. I'm just like, I don't know, man. It, it literally just triggered overnight. Can't explain <laughs> it. Still love my uh, FBBs and goth girls, though. Not going to lie. Hell, hell yeah. Um, I think that might be the most respectable opinion that you've given me so far. Uh, that's yeah. not to say the other ones aren't, but that yeah. one, top tier. <laughs> hey, look, there are many fucked up people or young people who saw the wrong shit online and didn't tell their parents and they got these messed up illegal that's right. I said illegal fetishes. I'm lucky. Yeah. I saw the disturbing shit. I ran away. I didn't go towards it. So my stuff is very, very, very normal. Tifa Lockhart, by extension, girls in crop tops with black skirts. Fucking Android 18, girls in skirts with boots. You, you, you see, it, it doesn't deviate. The that. There's not that much deviate. The closest <laughs> deviation is goth and emos that I've dated. Because I'm not a goth or an emo. So the last person you expect to see dating one or any other things we won't mention is me and that's what makes it so fun for me also they're very fun to talk to because the conversations aren't just i want to hug i want to use your lap for a chair i want to cuddle you and take stupid pictures online every five seconds because i want to display dominance or i just want to do nothing and lay in bed and do absolutely nothing no they actually have stories they've lived lives or they had a fucked up childhood and we can talk about shit because i get bored with hearing oh my day was fine 
Yeah, work was a little bit annoying. My dad's coming in on the town this week and saying, oh, okay, I'm going to grab this pillow and some NyQuil. Me, 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 me. Yeah, like, they're they're just naturally interesting to me. And it sucks because, well, they're not all crazy, but the ones that are are very good at hiding it. So sometimes I don't find out shit till, I don't know, they're trying to blow up a house or something. Yeah, but, you know, that's, uh, that's where all business. the stories come from. That yeah. too. Yeah, and I, I'd rather deal with that than, you know, someone who watched the wrong kind of anime growing up and then act like it's totally fucking normal when that shit's not even legal in North America. Well, it's got subtitles because they translated into English. That doesn't mean that it's supposed to be distributed in North America. Especially when, yeah. I don't know, the guy who's getting a tentacle, or I'm sorry, the girl who's getting a tentacle in places they shouldn't go is probably not even old enough to fucking drive. And they look oh, at me boy, like yeah. I'm an asshole for calling them out. Bro, I can make a whole fucking episode. Oh, shit, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to make a whole episode. Oh, we just gave him some more content. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a whole life stories about me finding out people's awkward fetishes. Like, specifically just from Japanese cartoon genre-obsessed people. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll... uh. I'll, I'll be I'll be patiently awaiting that on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. All right, with that being said, uh, this is Token Podcast, Zach Pearson signing out, and I will see you guys in the next one. Off he goes. Mm-hmm.